on this episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Matt and Nick will celebrate Star Wars Day by doing absolutely nothing special because every day is Star Wars Day, duh. There's always time for Star Wars time after all. But fear not, they'll guide you through the first episode of The Bad Batch while also updating you on other Disney Plus projects like Kenobi and Andor. Matt's got some new Vader lore to drop on your faces too, and if that's not enough, they have a video of the first real lightsaber from Disney. If that's not enough, still, they'll discuss a bunch of new high-end Star Wars collectibles to think about, as well as some more affordable options for Star Wars Day. I'm sure they'll talk more Star Wars, but it's been a long day already, so punch it, Chewie! Buddy, happy Star Wars Day, or whatever the hell they say on May the 4th, be with you. Yes, Big Amish, we will be leading with the Bad Batch after we have our little warm-up period, so you may want to take those two fingers of yours and stick them in your ear holes. All right, buddy? Uh, But yeah, May the 4th be with you. I'll be honest, Nick, It's Star Wars Day is kind of silly to someone like myself. Yeah. Uh, because as the announcer said for us, I mean, we everyone that follows this show already knows that there's always time for Star Wars time, which exactly. therefore, if you plug it into E equals MC squared, it also equals every day is Star Wars Day for people like you and myself. So I was going to say that like Star Wars Day, I think me and Matt mentioned this last Star Wars Day, too. It's like <laughs> we don't really do anything to celebrate. The show's not going to be special outside no. of our Bad Batch breakdown, recap, everything like that. But I mean, we live and breathe Star Wars right. every week, and, every day. And I'm not trying so. to be like just some, one of these curmudgeons like, oh, you assholes having fun on May the 4th. Have at it. I like that it's been marketed and it kind of brings mm. in more of the casual fan base. It allows uh, the, 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 the licensees to gouge us for more money. Uh, but, you know, what I mean, it's like every day Star Wars Day for the Star Wars Time Show bros. But hey, right. if we want to have a special day to celebrate it because it sounds like May the Force be with you, have at it. We got some great new content because of it. So like I said, I'm not that that angry of a troll. It's just like it is, it is kind of an odd day. And, and quite frankly, for, for a freak like myself that has Star Wars news covering OCD, like legit to where I couldn't sleep last night because I knew Bad Batch was coming. I knew we were going to get a bunch of reveals. And I honestly, deep down in my soul, feel like if I do not get that type of information covered, I'll die. It's not normal, (laughs) it's not smart, and it's probably the one thing that will one day lead me to quitting doing the Star Wars Time Show. Because see, we we all need to encourage Matt to to take a a breath, take a break. Dude, I I need help, man. It's like you do. I woke up at four (laughs) thirty today. No alarms. I just woke up. I looked at my watch. I was like, well, I probably shouldn't have looked at my watch because 430 was still a little too early for me. I did want to get up early to get a jump on the Bad Batch because I do have a real life and wanted to knock out all the Star Wars shit before the day for normal people began. 
But no, I, I, you know, I knew it was coming. So I rolled over, looked at my watch 430. I was like, damn it, shouldn't have looked. It allowed thoughts to come into my brain, which kept me awake. So I laid there for another 45, 50 minutes. And at 530, I was like, you know what? I've been thinking about Star Wars Day. I've been thinking about covering the Bad Batch and all the shit I have to get done before the show. It's time to get up and get to Disney+. Plus. So <laughs> days like today, while it's fun for most fans... It gives me, as as Tony Soprano used to say, a lot of agita. All right, I, I just it, I get worked up for no reason. It, it's all self constructed in my head. It's the same reason <laughs> I get upset uh, when our numbers go down by the hundreds from month to month. And Nick's like, "Hey, fuck it." It's like you know, for him, it's like, "Hey, it's no shit off my back. Just rolls off. It'll rebound." Me, I'm like, "What's happening? They hate us. They're leaving in droves. We suck. No one tags us on Instagram with big accounts. No one shares our our our, our content." And it's just like, "Blah blah, me me me." It's that Star Wars narcissism <laughs> that I have, and I will admit. But there, it, 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 it's a me problem. But hey, I'm a human, and there are days where I just sit there and go, "Why do I do this to myself? Why?" For a show that maybe five, six hundred people listen to. Why do I treat it like we are the actual Star Wars show funded by Disney and Lucasfilm? Because, hint, hint, we may be funded by somebody soon for a future drop reveal. Until they get, until they get our, our, our May numbers, which will, do, <laughs> which will be an even bigger decline from April. But yes, uh, we do have some special news coming up. We have our first ever sponsor. We can't really talk much about the product yet, but I, I'm sure we could mention the company. Uh, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're teaming up with Manscaped, believe it or not. Yes. Um, I'm actually really excited about it. Yeah. So, so, you know, keep an eye out on our socials, especially IG, which did hit 10K and then rolled back under 10K. It's back to 10K. Okay. So we might be able to share a link post before we lose more fans. And if you're watching the live stream, I have uh, my my favorite content that popped (laughs) up in between last week's show and this show. And it's probably a good indication of why we may have a little (laughs) bit of. Uh, Star Wars time show fatigue or why we may not have the uh, user base that I that I want. Um, so if you're in the discord, you've seen this. I, I had fun with this. I think it was this last Wednesday, Nick, where this popped up. Yeah. And it actually stems from something cool. After mm-hmm. my yeah. bitching last week, someone got us on Star Wars leaks. Yeah. Yeah. We, we <laughs> so we had our, our first batch from our source come through of the Kenobi set leaks. And I threw those up on Star Wars Speculation. And of course, we can post there. People enjoyed it. And then some, I don't know, through the force. The name was great, Nick. I wish I wrote it down or took a screenshot because it was something like Obi-Wan, go fuck your mom. I mean, it was it was like one of those (laughs) handles. It was a play on the Obi-Wan Kenobi or Hey, would you blow me? Something like that. But 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 they he or she got us on fucking leaks and we actually got posted and stayed there for a little bit. Yeah, you know, people, people, yeah, obviously they commented that the, that the image quality wasn't the best. <laughs> hey, we can't control the image quality, uh, but we can't control the, uh, the content of the right. shots and the content was pretty good. Showed off a little bit of Kenobi. So that was we nice. We have some more of those coming up later in the show this week. Yeah. So. so that, that was a win for someone like myself. Cause I, I treat Star Wars leaks as you made it as a Star Wars fan caster, idiot whatever you you've you've done something right if you made it there so thank you uh, i would ask whoever did it to try to get our other stuff up there because you yeah. know we're here's what happened and, and i'm not gonna bitch because sometimes you do need a signal boost even if you think you are better 
Um, Bespin Bulletin, they're they're fairly known on the interwebs on on Instagram. Yeah. They've got a, a pretty large Star Wars following, and they actually get traction in the geek media. Uh, but they've been picking up our stuff and actually properly giving us credit and, and giving us a boost, so we appreciate that. Uh, but they actually got us onto comicbook.com with our most recent round of Kenobi set leaks. It would have been yep. nice if comicbook.com also cited us because, you know, we, we had a few of those images too, but Hey, you, you, you know, yeah. you can't ask for the world. Uh, just the fact that we're, we're our, some of our content that our excellent sources have sent to us is getting picked up and passed around the interwebs. More people are learning about the star Wars time.net. Yeah. And then they can also throw out some fabulous comments. Yes. Like and that, that, like that takes that us Matt to this, mentioning. what you've been staring at. And, and honestly, I wear this as a, <laughs> as a badge of honor, but also as a, I don't know, maybe some a cautionary tale as to why we're not quite as popular as I think we should be. And this is a comment from one of the users. And I just, I mean, Nick, this made my year. And I'm not fucking around. Like, I <laughs> love this comment. So for those of you who can't see me, let, it, let me read it for you. This is from Mike from 5 to 7. Star Wars Time is a show I really want to like. But the main dude is always screaming and acting so silly. I mean, that is probably <laughs> the best Yelp style review you could leave for the Star Wars time show. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, it's it, he's not wrong. I wouldn't say that you're always yelling and, and, and acting silly. So I wouldn't say it's always. Yeah. But, you know, you, you do have some some tangential moments I get, where I you get, get heated up. or you get a little you know, off kilter and, and, you know, that can lead to some fun interactions <laughs> in the show. So uh, I just, I clearly what this means to me is that everybody who's heard star Wars time show likes, of me course. Personally. Yeah. So Nick is the angel. <laughs> he gets a pass. He's the Jedi. He's the good one, right? He is one with the force. Me. I, I clearly embody the logo. I am the unhinged <laughs> dark side user uh, of this duo and, and people picked up on it. And y you know what? I love it. I, I've loved it so much. I've considered changing my name to main dude. Yeah. Like main <laughs> no dude Haywood. That's it. There we go. You can call me the MD. Uh, but I, I definitely think we should get this printed up on a on a special T-shirt or something. I was going to change our banner, but but my God, I've been busy today with real life work and Star Wars Day type of content. So I didn't get around to it. But hey, Mike from five to seven, give us a chance, buddy. I don't do it all the time. Hey. Maybe, maybe you caught one of the ones where I was screaming right out of the gate. That might have been like your Boba rant where you were yeah. just like ripping. That was <laughs> right from the get go. I was just I had the flamethrower out and I was just motherfucking fuckers left and right. Yeah. Um, but, I, but I will say that this is the type of feedback that we course. like, though. We always say give us feedback, good or bad. And I don't think that this is bad. I think this is constructive feedback. I love it. It yeah. doesn't mean I'm I'm going to change because <laughs> it, it just it wouldn't be natural. All right. No. I mean, the, the way I act. Yeah, there, there probably is a bit of a, a of a character in there, you know, getting that animated. But people that know me in real life, I, I have those fucking uh, blah, 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 moments, too, about just random shit. So it's just who I am. It is what it is. Um, I, I just, I, I love, I love the, I love that quote. Ooh, Adrian's in here. Um, yes, print that, good sir. Uh, we, I don't actually have one of his shirts on today, but we, we usually have a, know, an Adrian yeah. Belgar like shirt on. A, 
I have a regular. Yeah, Star I, had, Wars I had to break one. out my classic. It's just, just got my. Uh, it's got the originals on there for Star Wars Day, but I, I almost wore my Mando helmet shirt though. <laughs> but I, I wear that one so much that like the the picture starts. You've already you've worn it side. out. Well, hey, there you go. You yeah. just you you honor Adrian. He, he was a great guy. He sent us all these probably about this time last year. Huge yeah. care package yeah. to SWTS, and we're always down for that. We're always down for that. Like uh, one six shooter, we'd love to get a print of that fine ass Ralph McQuarrie inspired toy art poster you put out today. So we're just putting that out there. We're, we're, we're okay with receiving gifts. We're okay. Uh, hey, put it up on a shop too. And I'll buy it because I, I told Matt earlier or late last week, I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm going to put my money where my mouth is. We keep telling the fan base yeah, check to go this out, out. Listen support, to this shit. support these artists. But we always just sit there and don't do anything. So, you know, I was like, you know what? I'm going to, Stop being a dick, and I'm gonna go out and put my money out there to these people. So I've bought a T-shirt from Super Scoundrel from from Devin, and I bought a a uh, a beautiful piece of art from Savvy Art, one of uh, our favorite real ass painters here on the Star Wars. And, and they're Time they're show. clearly not tuned in and listening. So return those as soon as they show up on your <laughs> yeah, doorstep. Send them, send them back, send them back. Um, Trevor, we'll trade you a hat, brother. I'm I'm still trying to get our our freaking pop pop poopy. To start scheduling some more uh, interviews with the with the talent in the toy community. With the talent, yeah. Uh, but we we, we can mean, trade some we can trade a hat for some one six shooter art. I think that can happen. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So that's what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. Like maybe like once a month when I get paid, I'm gonna find an artist out there that that I'm really a fan of or right. that we've put you know boosted on the show. And, and buy something from them, whether it be a, a T-shirt, stickers, uh, uh, you know, a, a piece of wall art, something yeah, like so, that. So what he's saying is he's doing it. So now why don't you motherfuckers do it for us? We've sold one shirt to our producer in a year. Yeah, to our All right. PR so come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah. And we still have hats. We still have fucking small to medium hats. All these yeah. hats people wanted to say they're going to buy. They're still sitting here. Will you guys just start believing me that no one listens or cares about and, the SWTS? It's and, okay. And Greg, Greg had the audacity on a day where he makes the top five to say, so when are we getting the 10K hats? Well, and as soon like, as we stay at 10K and it, it, it keeps <laughs> dropping down and, you know, up and down. So... Um, we, yeah so there's no 10k hats i think we may be solidly in 10k now but there will be no 10k hats because the 5k hats haven't even sold out yet <laughs> so <laughs> uh, but yeah hey we hit 10k and then we didn't hit 10k oh, yeah. um yeah i know we're out of large i'm just hesitant to buying more hats since they move at the pace of nothing yeah <sighs> there we go. There we got some hats wearing. All right. So we are going to I got a few other just low hanging Star Wars Day fruit to pick first. Uh, but for those of you who have not watched the first episode of the Bad Batch yet, first off, shame on you. What's 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 your deal? I mean, unless you're in the hospital or giving birth or you're dead at this point in time, you should have seen the first episode of the, of the Batch. Uh, so that would be our lead story. I'm going to do a full breakdown. It's going to be full of spoilers. Uh, it'll follow the video I put out earlier. I would love for you to check out that video even after you listen to our dumbasses talk about it because I like seeing views and likes and comments. Plus, it drives more traffic to the channel. Uh, one thing before I, I do some more Star Wars stuff. This is just a PSA out there. I think to all humans, but in particular, humans with little humans. Um... The Mitchells versus the Machines is fucking magical. I've heard that. Okay? I've heard that. 
It's another just banger. Ten out of ten from um, what Miller and what the hell is his name? Lord Miller and Lord. They, I don't think they directed or wrote it, but they produced it and helped you know kind of get it get it to see the light of day. But it is an absolute gem of a family film. You'll laugh your ass off. If you're a parent, you'll cry. If you're a human who had parents, you'll probably cry too. It's just Oof. it is fantastic. I've watched it twice already with my little one. The second time I was still laughing out loud and crying and tearing up at times. It is, it's an absolute gem. This is a movie. I, I do feel bad for the people that worked on it, that they, they're not going to get a full theater release because of the times we live in. And it's going to be splitting some, some time with Netflix, but this is a movie that deserves to make every fucking penny back that they invested in it. It's, it's a classic. It's just a beautiful film. Highly recommended to watch with the family if you got them. But I promise you, even if you don't, you're going to get the feels thinking about your own life, relationships, and, and family members. So there's a kind of a, a non-Star Wars PSA. There we go. Other PSA yeah, type out. of stuff. And we knew this was coming. And we told you all to hold off on buying some of these Star Wars old games that have been ported to new systems. Uh, but today, and, and I'm assuming it's going to last more than today, but why would I check the fine details? I'm an asshole. But all those games are on sale right now. And I, I have the uh, Nintendo Twitter up because that's where I'd recommend getting these games. I think they, they probably play the best on a Switch. I'm talking yeah. about Jedi Academy, Jedi Outcast, uh, Episode 1 Pod Racer, Pinball. Doesn't look like they threw up Republic Commandos, which is kind of cheap. Uh, yeah. But if you've been holding off on some of those ports... Because Nick and I told you to, and you're being a good little boy or girl, today would be the day to snag them. Because I believe that most of them are going to be ten dollars or less, maybe seven ninety nine. Um, yeah. So that's a PSA. And the other one is this comes from our buddy Samuel L. Jackson. He mm -hmm. dropped the May the Fourth be with you with a fist bump emoji. But what's making waves here? And this is just him playing into the fandom but uh sam used the mace lives hashtag so that was a nice Bro, little he should just keep that in his <laughs> in his shit every day yeah you know like he's been he's been hitting mace lives right mace windu is not dead since well think about it. it it's a brilliant signal boost for samuel l jackson's profile i mean any day he feels like possibly trending or, you know, getting picked up in, in the nerd media. All he has to do is hashtag Mace lives and here we go. So, I mean, like, I, I will say that, you know, from a from a prequel perspective, some people had issue with Sam Jackson being in it. I thought he was fun. I love him as an actor. And if 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 Dave and, you know, the the family over at LFL want to bring him back in some way, shape or form, fucking do it. Yeah, man. I mean, listen, I would love to see one handed mace just limping yes. around somewhere in the bowels of course tross <laughs> opened up the the pandora's box for bringing back characters that should be dead as fuck right yeah if palpatine yeah. can electrocute electrocute himself and then fall down a seemingly endless pit into a a, a reactor and yeah i know he he shifted his essence or whatever sort of voodoo shit you want to get into then so can fucking Mace Window, right? I mean, we know yeah. we know Jedi's can fall from large distances and live. We know they can eat Force lightning and live. Um, Dude, so outside of getting a cauterized uh, hand wound, I mean, it was no big deal. He's Mace fucking yeah. Window. He probably landed on two feet like a cat. No, no, nobody in Star Wars. Go watch a Star Wars movie. <laughs> nobody has ever fallen down a pit and died. Like that's yeah, good point. That's a good, point. That's a good fucking point. <laughs> 
Darth Maul yeah, didn't die. You're right. Ben, uh, ben Solo didn't die. Yeah. <laughs> you're None right. Of them. <laughs> that is, that is an excellent point. I did not I did not even think about that. But no, Darth Maul was the first one that proved to us that yeah. if you fall down a pit, you're okay in Star Wars yeah. land. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking Palpatine right behind him, and then in trust, <laughs> Ben Solo takes the pit dive, and then he's still yeah, fine. No problem. So we know he's still alive. No Mace. pit, no problem. Fucking fantastic. So there you go. I'm sure there's other shit. Uh, I, I didn't, I know Hasbro didn't invent and, and I, I didn't really pick up on much. I think they just uh, unveiled some new TVCs. Sorry, I didn't get it covered. Uh, Nick was feeling a little loopy. He, he had to travel to essentially Egypt to get his second vaccine. <laughs> So after a little real work today, I tried to do some some spot work on some of the Star Wars Day reveals and the Hasbro stuff to just it didn't come through. So fuck them. I heard it's mostly exclusive based anyway. So I'm certain I'm sure everyone's having a pity party and getting their pitchforks out. But yeah. it's time for the Bad Batch. All right, man, let's, let's get into this. It, it's why we're here. It's why I got up early today. I'm excited. Um, I, I think it paid off on what I was uh, uh, wanting and and or expecting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think our predictions were pretty fucking spot on. I mean, I think the 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 one thing we missed that they actually left Camino twice. I, I thought they'd just leave yeah. it once and be gone. So we missed that. And uh, I know for a fact now when we talk about our predictions coming up that I missed on them running into Rex in episode two. But outside of that, I feel like Nick and I, hell, even when the trailer came out, hit the large points. Yeah. I'll stop it here because I've already given myself too many fucking trophies. But again, your boy <laughs> predicted the crosshair thing perfectly, perfectly yeah. based on the trailer, as well as the last female clone being special. Yeah, All right, we, we've I learned- like how they they did that, too. I mean, we'll get into it, but I like how they treated Omega and even the Kaminoans. Oh yeah, like, they're they're, they're up to something. And but yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get there. Uh Lamasu, Nalase, Tanwi, they are they're hedging their bets against this new founded empire cuz uh, you can tell yeah. already that they're like, uh these guys are fucking kind of yeah, off like, the well, rails, so we we're, we better We're going to we're going to take a back seat on this for a little while. Yeah, let's just hang tight and maybe maybe help the bad batch out a little bit more than we probably should be right now because they may be the only ones to save our asses once this empire fully takes root and and kind of enacts its its way of life. Uh, yeah. But anyways, this is how we do it. If you're new to our breakdowns of a Star Wars property, uh, I use my video as as talking points. All right. So if you're on the live stream, you'll be able to uh, see the post that houses the video. We're not going to play the video because that would be kind of pointless, but we will pull up the screenshots and discuss exactly what was going on and, and maybe speculate and, and, and pontificate on what we saw, hopefully to fill in some gaps for you Star Wars fans that aren't quite as enlightened as myself. Uh, I typically start off breaking down what I like to call Easter eggs, Star Wars references, and then we'll get into key points slash top moments. Uh, I use Easter eggs these days because it people will click on it. Some of them might not be Easter eggs, but they're definitely references to Star Wars past or future or present. All right. And we always start off with the eggs and then we'll do key moments and maybe just wrap it up with our overall summary of it. But no, we usually do our overall summary, right? Um, I think yeah, I think we did that. Do. I mean, I, for a premiere episode, I thought it was fantastic. It it started giving us kind of a, a nice handoff from the Clone Wars. We, we'll talk about that during our Easter egg segment. 
uh, but ended on a on a whole new path where we, we can kind of see now where this show is going to go, what it's going to kind of cover, uh, the type of topics it'll feature, the type of stories it'll feature. We also yeah. know now for sure that it's going to have 16 episodes. So it's a it's a damn near full fledged season and, and different than uh, previous Disney Plus properties. Yeah, they're they're going the full what you would call network. Yeah, TV so. Treatment. So. I think we might fight. I think it's going to butt up. It's going to have to butt up with Loki at this point. So this is going to be the first time to my knowledge. And it's going to go against yeah, our, our chess beating proclamation that we've made on this show that Disney would never run two of their own series at the same time. But I counted it up. I mean, we're, we're, we're going to get two this week, but if you count three on, it goes into fucking August basically. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this is like a much. summer show. Yeah, I mean, it'll unless they like, I don't know if they ever plan on doing, um, you know, two, two per yeah, week down the road, right. but I doubt it. But yeah, in this situation, you're definitely going to have a little bit of crossover. And I think they're OK with that because it seems like the Marvel shows are more like special. Like These are all like special event shows. Like there's not going to be another season of, of Captain American Winter Soldier. That was a one off. There's not going to be another season of WandaVision. That's a one off. Loki could be a different story. We know that his story doesn't continue past right. Endgame uh, or, uh, you know, like it just that's that's the end of it. So that could be a more persistent thing if they want to keep playing with him in this, you know, this multiversal kind of, you know, past past timeline from Endgame. But I think that they're OK with with semi overlapping these two shows, knowing that it's not they didn't start them at the same time at the very least. So yeah, I still, still haven't. I, have, I don't know if you've seen anywhere because we've been getting more official articles on it now. I think EW did a did a hit piece on the Bad Batch, a good hit piece. But I, I still haven't seen anything as if this is going to be an annual type of deal or if the 16 is it. Yeah, no, I haven't heard anything about it extending beyond season one. But then again, with with something like this again th th this is the most ripe timeline oh, i mean it, it has potential to go seven eight ten seasons like clone wars yeah. for sure so yeah i mean you you have the the opportunity to go as long as you want with this with this right season, but so, i for a premiere nick i think it did what a premiere needs to do it, it, it kind of looped us it, it tied itself to existing animated star wars but also opened up the the playbook for for new interesting narratives i mean they're they're on the hunt they're clearly enemies of the Empire, and, and it's it's very obvious that Omega is much more than just a, an enhanced clone like the other Bad Batch. I, I'm we'll get to it, but you know, it kind of it's come up in the Discord, and I may have said it during the trailer, but I, I think they may be doing some force trickery with this one. Uh, there there's yeah. some scenes in particular I'll, I'll talk about once we really drill into the breakdown. So great premiere. Even better predictions by us. So go <laughs> ahead. We're, we're listening to the applause right now. I hear it in my head and I appreciate it. Myself on the back. <laughs> uh, but let's go. Let's get let's get into the eggs. Hopefully I remember what most of them are just by looking at the images up first. I thought it was cool, Nick, that we both got the Clone Wars VO guy, the voiceover guy yeah. like, oh, I'm the last episode of the Clone Wars. You know, it, that was a nice yeah. touch. But they also animated some of the events from Ross, in particular, the, the saving of Palpatine. So that was a nice yeah. little uh, tip of the hat to animate some of the live action events from Revenge of the Sith. 
Yeah, this was sure. huge, Nick, and I can't believe we fucked this up. We we talked about the possibility of Order 66 and seeing it again. I was kind of like, eh, we've seen it before, but I'm glad we got it again because the way they did it in the, in the Jedi they chose was brilliant. And like I said, I mm-hmm. can't believe we, we did not think about uh, Depa and Caleb. I feel like we we may have mentioned Kanan like way in the beginning, like when Bad Batch was the first I'll take announced. the credit. Thank you. Because I can remember saying like, you know, it could be possible that we see Kanan in the beginning of this, obviously as Caleb Doom before he took on the Kanan Jarrus name in exile. But uh, yeah, I mean, this was fantastic. I loved it. I like how they they brought back Freddie Prince too. They essentially just didn't change his voice. Yeah, no, it's like it, Freddie just <laughs> he, he like, hey guys, he's like, yeah, hey, I'm Caleb, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's still it was it was fun. No, it was great. On. I mean, because we we've never seen Caleb Doom outside of standing around a hollow table in the Clone Wars final season. And and that's exactly. and that's kind of what I said in my video breakdown. That should tip me off that they were gonna be here because they were featured in the final season of Clone Wars. The uh, assets are already exactly. there. Exactly. They 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 have them drawn and rendered, so you might as well get them in. But it, it was nice to hear uh, I, I believe this clone captain is Captain Gray. This is a new named clone, but it's nice to hear him like, hey, where's the commander talking about uh, Caleb and just hearing Caleb talk, talking about the yeah. Bad Batch. And uh, I'll get into it, my key moments, but it actually kind of changes uh, Kanan's past a bit. So, yeah, it does. It was all I, I loved it. I mean, I, I, I love that. This is how they chose to present Order 66. So. Uh, the next Agar reference we get, Tech hears over the radio that Kenobi is going after Grievous and kind of has him cornered on Utapal. So that was a nice yeah. reference. I love how they give you like they they give you that timeline very yes. early. They're like, so you can line it up in your head. Like, oh, yeah. Okay, this is where we are in Rots, and right. we're getting close. We're getting right. Close. And then like, with within a few minutes, Tech starts here in the Order sixty six chatter. And we know what's like, happening. What they don't yeah. like they're because and we we called it because they are defective. Their their chips don't quite function like the other yeah. clones. All but one. Yes. You know? Yes. Crosshair's got a little. He's like good. Good soldiers obey orders. Well, they, they do. They do ultimately explain it like his chip yeah. did kick in when the order was said. It just wasn't like the regular it, clones. It wasn't exactly. as powerful. Uh, but we did get to see Order 66, so we, we got to see the murder of, of Depa and the the new lore escape of, of Caleb Doom. Uh, yeah. So I, I loved it. I, I mean, I know they changed the lore. This was established in a comic book run, which I highly recommend checking out still. It just explains how Caleb Doom becomes Kane and Jairus. Uh, but now we know for sure, new canon, that Hunter from the Bad Batch is the reason Caleb Doom, a.k.a. Kanan Jarrus, was allowed to survive Order 66. Uh, so I, I, I love that they, they gave the Bad Batch kind of that honor. All right, that just, that just yeah. gives them more credence within the universe, uh, a little more weight uh, towards the canon. So that was a nice little um, callback. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a dead Jedi. All right. I, I got a screen. Yeah. I, I was looking at her hands. They're, they're purple and they had, no, I'm sorry. They are green with some purple inlays. I was wondering if it was Luminara, but I don't think it I've is. I've heard that. I think one of our fans in the question thinks it's shock T. It's definitely female. Shock T was orange. Shock T would have way bigger. Like you would see her Montrals right. and she, and, and she's just orange. Kind of that's, that's the yeah. big difference. So it's, 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 
it's it's not shock T purely based off of like the head tendrils. Yeah, and the only green I can remember is is Luminar at least introduced Jedi. Clearly there was hundreds yeah. or thousands that we didn't know about, but Exactly. I don't know if somebody has like a beat on potentially what the lights the, the lightsaber if you if they have like an idea based off of the lightsaber hilt. Yeah, it had gold um, inlays, design. like it was it was very mace windu-ish. It had gold inlays, yeah. but you know, at first I wasn't even gonna include it, but I was like, hey, fuck it, they'll probably yell at me because I didn't mention the dead Jedi. So there you go, <laughs> dead Jedi. All right, so when they're in their stinky barracks, I like that the bad batch uh stuff that smells good to them is stuff that smells like shit. That, that was a pretty yeah. fun joke that running throughout the, the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in, in this shot here, we get a we get a great line from Tech that uh, echoes a line Kenobi delivered to Luke in A New Hope when he explains nice. to Echo like, yeah, you're not an enhanced clone. But the reason your chip didn't work is because you are more machine now than man. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that was a, a beautiful callback. Right. So that's a nice little reference. Call forward, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, you know, this is a, a no brainer here. We got to see a, a different perspective of the Empire Day speech from uh, Emperor Palpatine. I yep. liked Wrecker making fun of his new appearance. You gotta, you gotta love yeah. Wrecker, man. That guy, I know uh, some dude, people don't like him, that. but he is a perfect meathead character and comic relief. I love him. Yeah. I mean, he, he essentially <laughs> takes the role that the droids did yeah he's like a big dummy wars of rebels yeah he's he's just like the comic <laughs> relief guy who, who i like his little tension. how about his little lula stuffed, stuffed animal know, man. I, oh man i love that i'm a softie i loved wrecker from from the get-go he's he's always been my favorite batcher um okay so we we kind of get a a throwback to a scene from attack of the clones here it's the same room that kenobi met with lama sue and tan we to discuss the clones that the Republic ordered, yet the Jedi didn't know about. And here in this episode, we had kind of Tarkin talking opposite. He's trying to figure out if the clones should be kept or uh, basically the program should be ended. So it, it, it's full yeah. circle now. Back in this, this room, is, we went from their creation to this is the end of the road for the clones. Their potential demise. I also want to throw out here that this this is even this gives further credence to the idea of bad aim for stormtroopers in episode four because the Camino and say like, well, if you use conscripted soldiers, they're not going to be anywhere near as efficient right. it, or did, as deadly as, as clones. Did you find so. it funny though? I mean, I guess you wouldn't cause Tarkin is an arrogant narcissist like myself, but yeah. did you think it's funny? It's like, well, yeah, you know, conscripted soldiers will be better cause I'll train them and they're cheaper. It's yeah, like, exactly. okay, well, like, yeah, good, sure good luck with that pal because they, they become the laughing stock of the galaxy with their pew pews. Yeah. Uh, no, good point there, Nick. Uh, okay, we knew this was coming from the trailers, but this is a call back to like the first season of Clone Wars. It's it's one of the bigger episodes because it's where some of the named clones become famous, and that's because of uh, the training room and the training they go through and the trials and tribulations. So, uh, as we predicted, the the Bad Batch was going to be tested by Tarkin, and and they surely were, and he even used live fire. So, um, I mean, we we've known Tarkin doesn't like clones from the Clone Wars. This isn't anything new. I mean, the guy. Uh, he's an asshole. We know this. Yeah. Even as an admiral, he was a big dick. Uh, within the training room, and we knew this was coming, but I got to mention it because it is a Aggy and a reference. But those those white troopers, come on, those those are models for the dark trooper. I mean, their 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 heads are right on. Uh, but we also got a call back to Felucia when they have to explain to Wrecker what the hand signals <laughs> like are. Hand <laughs> he's signs. like, yeah, text like, dude, just memorize them. 
<laughs> he's like, you tell me. And he goes, he said, what we did in flu. She's like, why did you just say that the first time? He says, I love that. He's like the Hulk, man. You got to love him. Yeah, so I, I love good, him. good double reference there. And here it is. I, I was fighting myself in my trailer breakdown. I at first was like, that's Saul. And then I was like, no, it's not. But it is. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I love that Tarkin send them to Onderon. I mean, that, 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 that's Saul's system. That's where the Jedi trained Saul to, to be an insurgent. Uh, so not only do we get the Saul Easter egg, but we we also start to see how fucked up already the galaxy is. It's it's yeah. already pitting its Republic heroes against the Empire as insurgents and people that should be taken out. Yeah, literally not even like day zero, yeah. not even day one. It just happened. Like and, and I'd also wager just based on the kind of the good speech that Saul delivers to the Bad Batch that this was the start of the rebellion. Of, yeah, of Saul's cell, like, if anything else. So yeah, the the first fragment of the rebellion 100%. starting to form. So hundred percent. So I, I I did like that. That is a big egg and reference. Uh, they're already busting out the Imperial probe droids again. It's like they must have had those motherfuckers ready <laughs> exactly. for a while. Tark, Tarkin <laughs> Tarkin had him right in his shuttle to kick out of Camino yeah. at, at at moments' notice. So uh, they are in there and they were spying on the batch. Uh, all right, so I put this in a reference because it in an egg because it, it does confirm that the Bad Batch did have the inhibitor chips, uh, but it also explains why they didn't turn, but why Crosshairs did. So it, it is yeah. explained that his chip was still functioning enough to when he heard the Order sixty six. That's when he really went and took that hard turn. Yeah, he, and this he's always like, been a dickhead. He's always kind of yeah. had an edge to him. But you knew something was up right there on Collar when he could not help himself from trying to murder Caleb. He just couldn't help exactly. himself. Yeah. So like, and this is something that, that we may want to talk about later or, 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 or whatnot, but I'll just pose the question to you now. Do you think that if they didn't get their hands on him like this and, and, enhance that chip power do you think he would have made the full turn no no okay and i think they did it this way because they're at, th- at this point i believe there's going to be a, a redemption there's a possibility there, there's a redemption for, yeah, exactly. moment coming yeah uh he he's gonna it'll kill him but it's gonna kill him to save his friends probably omega yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, Crosshairs, even even before they, you know, Tarkin realized that he was following orders and like basically just shocked the shit out of him and supersized his inhibitor chip. I mean, he was squirrely with what Hunter was doing, but he was still going along with the plan. Yeah, uh, it, it, I mean, you could tell that he was like he was thinking about turning for a while. Like he's like, I don't like he, he seemed more of like a lone wolf. Yeah. Anyway. Right. And then, like, he was only a part of this Clone Force 99 because he was unfortunately lumped in under the defective clone label. But I did think that it was interesting that it wasn't just a flat bang he turned. Like, they actually went in and, and yeah. fucked Yeah, him. and I, I, I kind of like that because, like I said, it, 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 oper- it opens up the narrative for a pretty awesome uh, redemption moment. And I, I do think yeah. that is definitely in the works. Uh, he's going to fuck him up and he may even take out one of the Bad Batch before he has this moment. Uh, yeah, but shit, he almost did it this episode. I know, he, fucking, <laughs> he, he shot record pretty good. 
but but he I, I do believe crosshair will be redeemed uh, at the expense of his life uh okay up next this is another yeah. easter egg what the hell were they saying here i got my notes let me pull it up real quick I forget this last J19, one. J19, which is apparently yes. Sulukamai. Yes. Which so, is where um, is. Yeah, thank you, Nick. So uh, yeah. we learn at the end where they're headed because Hunter's like, yo, yeah. I, I've got a contact in the J19 system. And, and because I'm a nerd, I looked up J19 system and sure enough, Sulukamai's in there. And as it would ha- happen, Sulukamai was featured early on in the Clone Wars when Rex ran into Cut Laquane. The first clone to defect and essentially uh, start living a normal life. And we'll talk about it in the next post when we set up our predictions for episode two. But the post title literally has the name cut in it. So while I thought episode two, they may be going to find Rex. That makes no sense because at this point, they probably think he's just as bonkers as the rest of the clones. And by the way, does everyone else love that the clones have gone from the heroes to the the bad guys now? Yeah, just... And like at the flip of a switch yeah. too, and then also notice that like the clones went from like their armor that had coloration right. to it in some form to com- they're all the losing personality white. outside of the yeah. shock troopers. Yeah, um, they're they're all losing their 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 personality, and and I've read that throughout the season we're going to start seeing them losing their individual haircuts, and they li- they're, they're just going to be essentially machines at the, uh, moving on because of what Order sixty six did to their brains. Yeah. Um. So yeah, those those were the eggs. Now we're going to get into what I'm just calling these days key moments. I mean, they might be top moments to you, but I, I found them to be key to the episode I, and beyond. Yeah. Uh, so obviously the, the, the Caleb reveal and that it changed his lore. All right. I didn't expand yeah. upon it much before, but Nick, I don't know if you remember it in full, but in the comics, it really just sounds like he, he runs away and that's about it. Like he runs away and hides and, 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 and escapes. Yeah. Uh, but now we, we, we get new Canon and I love it. He's, yeah. he's saved by Hunter, almost killed by Crosshair. Uh, and it, it leaves potential for Caleb to weave back into the Bad Batch as well. So that's why I found that to be a, a key moment and a key change to uh, Caleb's lore, Kanan's lore. Yeah, I think it also sets up a good potential future encounter with Crosshair and the Bad Batch because Crosshair knows the kid's still alive. Right. Like he he told Tarkin in his report, he's like, yeah, they let him go. So. That could be another, yeah, like you said, weave him back in, but also have that be a, another point of conflict for the two sides. Of course. Um, it, it, I, 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 I really do like his inclusion. I, lo- I mean, I, I like the way he was, he was drawn. I mean, it, 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 hey, let's get an action figure, right? Let's get a hot toy at this point. <laughs> uh, but it, it felt like Kanan, and, and I think that was obviously uh, thanks to, to Freddie being involved. But you, you kind of got to see him in action a little bit. You kind of got to see his emotion a little bit. And again, he is now directly tied to the Bad Batch and clones, which also it it may heighten the way he reacts to Rex and the clones and rebels now because he still thinks clones were betraying him because it's not like he he got away and and he knew that Hunter was trying to help him. He he still felt like, hey, your buddy's trying to fucking kill me, pal. Like whatever you're saying is bullshit. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's still a justified response that he has to Exactly, which which could also imply that we're not going to see him again, and that's quite all right, because Kanan's story picks up. He gets four years of storytelling. 
uh, during Rebels. Yeah, Chaos, you need to get into the animated Star Wars, my friend. All of you do at this point. It's it's too integral to Star Wars moving forward, and it's just fucking fantastic. Yeah, just really well-written stuff. Um, I, I just, you know, this is just more shots relating the the key moment of Caleb's escape and, and how we yep. already started to see crosshairs getting a little funky. Yep. Um, all right, so... Clearly, the introduction of Omega is huge. Uh, she, she's a main character on the show. Uh, as revealed by Nala Say, she was the fifth enhanced clone that they made. I hope everyone picked up on that. Nala Say was not talking about Echo. Echo is not yeah. an enhanced clone by the Kaminoans. He was enhanced by the Techno Union and, and turned into a machine, uh, but he was not genetically fucked with like the, the other Bad Batch, where... You know, this is where we can speculate a bit. O- Omega was, but more than likely, unlike the other clones, like she's she's probably not going to have the accelerated uh, growth. I still think she may be a little bit like Boba, where where some of her yeah some of her uh, she didn't get some of the boosts that the other clones did. And there is a moment, and I I, I can't forget if I put it in here. If I do, I'll skip it when we get to it. But when they're in the cell. Yeah, she here, but yeah. is definitely able to sense things or see into the future because she literally looks across hairs and says, it's not going to be your fault. Don't worry yeah. about it. So, Matt, I'll bring this up now because I was going to bring it up on the Jedi death in the, in the Easter eggs, but I don't know if we're going to get to it now. Do you think that the potential that, that Palpatine has been messing with force infusions with dead Jedi bodies for a while? Because we've always assumed that like... Well, I'm going to cover that in my my comic book uh, breakdown because we actually got new canon that directly addresses what Nick just said. And it's a Jedi we all know and love whose body part he was using for testing. Yeah. So like, you know, seeing them bring in the the dead body of whether it be Luminar or somebody else, do you think that he may have specifically requested like, hey... If you like on a kill that doesn't like destroy the body, bring it back in. Here's the like, deal. I, that was a I don't. I, I think all of his shit was being done by the Empire and, and, okay. and maybe like Kaminoan scientists, not the Kaminoans themselves. And that's just based on the way Nalase, Tanwei, Tanwi and Lamasu act in this episode. They're still okay. trying to appease the Empire, but it seems like they have some backup plans uh, yeah. with Omega and, and the Bad Batch. I mean, hell, Nala Say lets them escape. Yeah, literally lets them go. It is going to be interesting to see how this series addresses that because essentially you, you would guess you would have some sort of closeout storyline for Kamino ones yes. because you never see them again. Right. You know, like you never see them. In well, I mean, the what, it could, what it could be, Nick, and and this this may very well be what it is maybe the empire learns that the kaminoans were trying to infuse the force into these clones for the next generation of clones thinking the empire would take them on and it's very clear and we know because of of canon the empire does not want the clones the clones essentially we're going to find out they're either going to get recycled out destroyed or, or replaced over time Yep. But, you know, maybe they do find out that the Kaminoans were doing some advanced testing with force type of powers in its clones. And Omega was the first and last of that type of test because the Empire is ultimately going to come in and take over Kamino. 
Yeah, I mean, you have to know that once Tarkin puts the hammer down, says, hey, we're done with these clones. It's not going to just be like, okay, bye. See y'all later. He's going to destroy this They're going to kill them all because they know shit. They can do shit. They can clone. I mean, think about the the Kaminoans are a force that the entire galaxy has to be concerned about because with their technology, they can churn out a a million strong army in a couple weeks. Yeah, in a capable army. (laughs) So... Uh, I, I I like that. I like that idea. I, I you know, maybe Omega is kind of the first of its kind and the Empire gets wind of it. And that's why they start doing their thing, because we know through the Mandalorian that the remnant and probably the Empire before it got blowed up was working with Camino scientists who yep. all of a sudden turned into humans. All right. So, yeah, think, I don't know. Think about like, that. I don't know if this was supposed to be like, you know, obviously um omega is not really the medical assistant to namase like that's yeah. he's just saying that <laughs> no kidding <laughs> because they don't want to say oh yeah she's the fifth uh altered clone um but it, we we have never seen a a, a human scientist on camino it's always been camino and right. so i don't know if they're in the background i don't know if they're. Well, that's what you know, i mean i don't think there are nick and that that's why i'm thinking now that by the time we get to the mandalorian timeline and the empire clearly had some involvement in Camino and its science and cloning, but now we got Dr. Pershing, who is a humanoid. I, I think you might be right. I, I think ultimately they'll find out what the hell the Caminoans were up to with Omega. They're clearly going to want that tech and they're going to fucking wipe them out for it. And then they're going to start their, um, th- their own experiments. But because all the Jedi are wiped out and gone, they're going to have to start using random body parts. Like as perfected chaos guests in the chat, ding, ding, ding. You're the winner. Luke's hand. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, key moment meeting Omega. Clearly she's enhanced. She can fire a blaster, but more importantly, and Spencer will mention you cause you brought it up, but I'm pretty sure I, I hinted early on that Omega was both female and potentially some sort of force action going on here. Uh, she's she's got some connection to midichlorians let's say i mean the literally sensed and saw the future with crosshair sitting next to him picked up a blaster and took out crosshair in one shot um she's she's got some shit going for her so great meeting her i love the character i love the the new zealand accent Uh, i think she's going to be fun and and as d bradley baker kind of mentioned in an interview Hunter and Omega are going to kind of form the Din and Grogu bond that we saw in in the Mandalorian. So helping each other, caring for each other. Uh, I think she is a great new fifth addition to the Bad Batch. Agree. Agree. All right. So we got a angry Tarkin here. Yeah. Before his Grand Moff title, he's still Admiral Tarkin. Right. And the reason I had this is just uh, I thought it was it, it was key that we learned from Tarkin that even before Crosshairs got juiced, he already was couldn't help himself. But to tell to tell on his friends that they let Caleb go. Uh, yeah. But but this is probably where Tarkin started getting the idea of like, OK, I think I can get my claws into this dude if need be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, a good a good reveal there. Uh, obviously seeing the insurgents uh, I, I i i talked about a lot of this when we just talked about the easter egg variant but if you listen to what saul says he he makes a lot of great points about uh, war and and sides and how shit can kind of shift on the on a dime uh it, it gives you insights into saul at that point in time i mean he's not fully crazy yet 
just willing to kill anybody to to make his point. Uh, but you can you can really start to see that, you know, he's lived through the Clone Wars. His planet was getting fucked up. He thought the Republic was there to help him. And now being part of the Republic makes you an insurgent and you're on the run from the Empire. So, I mean, he he really kind of lays down the groundwork to the Bad Batch. Like, listen, fellas, that world is gone. Might yeah. might have been a snap of the finger, but that life you knew is gone. You better figure out how to survive in, in, in this new uh, landscape that the empire is giving us uh because the rebellion as he called it what would he call it S- civil war has begun civil war yeah the, the galactic civil war he didn't say galactic civil war but that's what we knew it as yeah i mean so like four. i said i mean he he essentially spoke of the rebel alliance right here a day after the empire formed or day of saul guerrero was already speaking into existence the rebel alliance that does ultimately take down the empire after return of the jedi yeah i will say that like i was i wasn't caught off guard i was surprised because at first i thought it was going to be a Jedi camp, like when they were kind of looking at it from a distance and they were just seeing the the infrared outlines. I was like, oh, man, is this like did a that, bunch of that Jedi would have been like interesting. That definitely would have, would have been interesting. But I because I'm such a, a douche when, when they said Onderon, I was like, OK, and, and just knowing what we saw in the trailer, I was like, ah, yeah. I could I might. I wasn't like, oh, they're going to see Saul. But when when we they did reveal that they weren't insurgents, they were, you know, kids, families just trying to survive. Yeah. I was like, OK, yeah, this this makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, angry, angry face, crosshair. Uh, oh, this is like- no, this is where he, he again, you could tell he's starting to get squirrely, but he says a line. It was key. And you're like, at this point, if you didn't figure out he was going to betray them, I mean, smack yourself. But he's like. You should have loyalty to the emperor already. Like yeah. he's already, he can't help himself. Can't exactly. help himself. Uh, and we have a few more to go here. Um, so uh, the the Bad Batch uh, getting ready to head back to save Omega because we learn here. And again, I just talked about, so I'm not going to rant much more on it. But Tech is the one that kind of figures out like, hey, hold on. You remember when they said five enhanced clones? That that can't be Echo. That's got to be Omega. And that's the impetus for them and Hunter in particular saying, you know what? We got to go back and save her. She's one of us. Wouldn't it be, now that I'm thinking about it, wouldn't it be six because clone 99 was the first one or was he just like a genetic no he mistake? was he was legitimately a reject. Like, okay. I mean, he was the hunchback in Notre Dame. Yeah. So they don't these guys them. from I mean, I know they didn't explain much in the Clone Wars, but you get a little bit of it here. These guys were literally in a soup dish like, with the Camino ends like, hey, let's make this guy bigger and kind of yeah. like the Hulk, like stab, stab there, throw in this DNA there. I mean, these guys, they seemed like they were they were cooked specific with specific ingredients. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I don't know. It's just like it, it was, uh, I, I guess, to reveal to the team that, hey, Omega is one of us, one yeah, of us, one yeah. of us. Uh, uh, this is the moment. Yeah. You talked All right. About, so I, I talked about this in full. This is why I am speculating that that some of her enhancements do involve force infusion on some level. Uh, that she could literally be the precursor for. Palpatine's clone body and how the force can live in that. Hell, she's the template for fucking Ray's dad. 
Ray's dad yeah. was a clone body that mated with something. Maybe Ray's dad mated with the, with Omega the clone. Who the hell knows? But she's essentially the 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 template. Like this can happen if we're right, which yeah. I think we are. I do think she's infused with some sort of uh, midichlorian juice. Uh, but she is the template, and I, I think Nick hit on something. That once the Empire gets wise to this, it's going to get Palpatine kind of thinking and, and, and up in his Exegol machine and working on these experiments. Because uh, when we get to the my uh, Vader recap topic, I've got some great canon there that ties right into Palpatine experiments with Force user DNA. Exactly. So next up There he is. is Breaking Bad, just like I called it. I called it. Yep, Crosshair in his new suit. You heard it here months ago, but now it's official, and that's why we have two action figures of Crosshair. And um, yeah, there he is in his sweet helmet. Yeah. And then I, I, I um, I didn't really write anything here. I just, I, I wanted to remind myself to, to talk about Nalase. Nalase has got some plans with Lama and Tan. Like I, yeah. I, I kind of say in the video that they're they're hedging their bets. I think you know they, they in the end they want to make some cash. So if the empire wants to use their clones, they're going to sell it to them. Uh, but I think they know the writing's on the wall, especially with Tarkin's visit. Uh, yeah. They know, as we are speculating, that Omega is is not just your standard run of the mill, even enhanced clone. She's probably even uh, more further enhanced. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So she helps them get out, escape. I mean, she's the one that was was jamming the fucking door, giving them enough time to kind of get out of there. And and she she says as much at the end when she's talking to uh, her her superiors, like, "Oh yeah, it's kind of crazy they got away. That bad batch. Should we tell anybody? <laughs> no, let's just kind of keep everything on the download because yeah. we don't know what what this empire is gonna do." And yeah, last but not least was just that conversation between the Kaminoans. So yeah. There you go. That is uh, the Star Wars Time Show breakdown of the Bad Batch S1E1, a.k.a. Aftermath. Excellent premiere, in my opinion. I saw some idiot review it on one of the, the big geeky rags, like in, in Gadget, like, uh, the Bad Batch should have just stayed in the Clone Wars. We don't need any of this. Like, what the fuck just are you understand. talking about? I mean, I know that there are people out there that just don't like new content. And it's not even just for Star Wars. It's like for any, you know multi multi part franchise they're just like oh, i don't want it i don't want any new content it should stay what it was before blah 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 blah. but it's just like when you when you have when you have an opinion like that then you can't objectively review no, anything because no. anything new you're just gonna hate that's it. what i mean and you read it you, <laughs> like, yeah, i read right. the article just because i mean i i tried if i see clickbait i'm gonna i usually click on it because i'm an idiot i'm a lemming right on the internet yeah, the, yeah your brain is conditioned but i i read it and i'm like it, with it her her topic sentence english people uh, or english majors was literally this is the summary i fucking hate star wars but i was asked to review it so now i'm gonna review hate this thing See, that doesn't make okay. any sense. <laughs> All right. I just don't understand it. Like uh, <laughs> one, if you first off, if you're the if you're the managing editor of that website, why would you assign that project to that person? Like, that was, I mean, you, you know what no I mean sense. though. It's like all any of those like you know, more sh mainstream geek sites or even just mainstream sites like or 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 news outlets their their film editors almost always hate anything that isn't like art house bullshit yeah yeah 
just hate it. And then, you know, stuff like this, the, the sci-fi or the fictions or the fantasies, like, oh my God, it's just the same shit. Who needs this stupid dribble? Ah, I'm so cultured. I can't be asked to watch animated clones gallivanting across the galaxy with a girl who sounds like she's from New Zealand. Oh. It's just so weird. Yeah, but, but fuck them. I mean, you got us. We I, I love it. We love the it. new content. Yeah, I, I, I like I said, yeah. I, I spoon feed Star Wars into my face all day, every day. I don't give a shit. I'll even watch the prequels as much as you want these days. It doesn't matter. It's Star Wars. It's better than most of the bullshit in this world. Okay, um, just to kind of wrap on our Bad Batch talk, we, we usually like to set up the, the, the next few episodes, or at least the upcoming episode, but because this week is special and we get the premiere today, and then we'll have episode two on Friday, we're going to revisit a, a leak we, we talked about live on last week's live stream, but we actually got a, a little bit more meat on the bone in terms of episode names and descriptions of upcoming Bad Batch, so... We already talked about uh, episode two last week. It's called Cut and Run, 31 minutes in length. The Bad Batch visits an old contact. Um, Last week I predicted that was going to be Rex, but I think it's pretty clear now based on the premiere and some of the references Hunter dropped. They're going to Seleucami to run into Cut the Quang. Yes. Uh, And then... That was the last one that leaked last week. But in between the two shows... We have now the episode three title and description. Episode three is the replacements, 28 minutes long. And it says the batch gets stuck on a desolate moon. Uh, so, so, Nick, I mean, clearly it's probably not talking about the bad batch being replaced. Is episode Nick. three where you start to see like a, a, a mass termination of the regular clones? It, that's exactly where I was going to go is like now now we're going to start filtering in these conscripted soldiers and you, you may start seeing, yes, like mass executions of clones or if there's like a I mean, we don't know if there's like a bio kill switch that's in that's you oh, know, I, 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 I think you're this. you're probably spot on. I, you know, they could easily turn that inhibitor chip into something that explodes and you know yeah. blows uh, one too many arteries in the brain to take you out. I think you're right. Uh, yeah. I could also see with how loyal and angry the clones are now. Tarkin just saying like like the Pied Piper, like, come on, boys, follow me. And, yeah, and he, then, he keeps walking and then he sidesteps uh, right before the cliff. And then they just are like, they just keep tumbling over like a like a Looney Tune cartoon. Yeah. I mean, at, at this point, they'll do anything. Um, I am happy to see that that it looks like we're sticking around the 30. Yeah, minute thank mark. God, please. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not tip, you're not getting your, your typical 21 to 23 minute long episodes that you would get on cable TV because you usually lose about five to seven minutes. With well, I, I mean, to be fair, Nick, they still jam in about four to five minutes of credits. Credits. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the next but, uh, two episodes should be closer to a, a standard length, uh, like, you know, 30 minute TV show. Uh, so yeah. 23, so, 24. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm happy that we are getting the 16 episodes. I'll tell you what, though, as much as I was bitching about the, the 75 minute haul on day one on a working day, it needed to be that long. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was like a little movie, right? And it, it needed to kind of set up all of the uh, narrative pillars that the, the, the writers wanted to construct versus just having a you could see where they could have had a hard cut. I mean, essentially, after they find Saul, they could have cut right there. 
and, yeah. and had a oh, yeah. second they, episode. But I think it made sense to keep that all together and just fully tell the tale of the, the, the Bad Batch returning to Kamino, seeing some shit getting squirrely, getting sent on a mission to be tested, and then coming back and realizing that they don't fit in anymore. They need to get the fuck out of there. Yeah. I mean, this was essentially their version of the Clone yeah, Wars movie exactly, that came out exactly. in theaters. Which you know, we now know wasn't even the actual first the, the, instance the, of the, like the Clone the Wars, but <laughs> <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> okay, Lucasfilm, you do you. Yeah, so, I mean, I think that movie was an hour and 30 or something like this. This one was 75, so, I mean, you get a good amount of setup, like you said, like you mentioned. Like, you, you got everything that you needed. It didn't feel like it dragged at all. In fact, like... I, I I found myself, I looked at the clock one time, I was like, wow, this was actually paced really well. It's laying down good information without making it feel like, you know, right. it's just two episodes strung right. together. No, I, I, so. I liked it too. I, I thought it flowed. I didn't feel like I had to be on edge looking for a bunch of shit. I think they're, the eggs and references were very poignant and, and targeted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, I, I appreciated doing my studious uh, consumption of episode one because I always, the first one I have to watch with my remote i'm pausing i'm writing notes i i've got the fucking subtitles up so i can see all the shit and i i've gotten better with the second one where i, I don't watch the whole thing now i'm just scanning through and, and finding screenshots and then tonight i'll probably watch it with the kid just to get her all all uh, indoctrinated and, and caught up with the next yeah. thing star wars exactly all right so uh that's gonna put our bad batch talk for the episode to bed at least uh, until we get to collectibles because we got some bad batch collectibles big surprise yep. uh, but up next we're, we're, we're kind of sticking within the animated wing of the star wars universe uh we we picked up on this last week matt lanner i believe was uh he was interviewed right and and yes. some of the quotes were, were making their rounds on social media because he essentially said nick that um, he's not quite done playing animated Anakin yet. Yeah, it's interesting the way that he said it. You know, he says, so this was his direct quote. He says, there's some new Lucasfilm animation going on. I've been a part of some things I can't talk about yet. You'll see Anakin again. I never quite put Anakin down, whether I'm doing a video game or something new for LFA. So, and, and well... Also, in this quote, like he he puts a very clear distinction between Lucasfilm animation and video games. So like it's not like, oh, I'm working on a video game that Lucasfilm animation is working on. Those are two separate entities. So he's saying that there is a new Lucasfilm animation project that is unannounced that he is going to be a part of. Well, Um, Nick, I, I don't know if you if you dabbled on leaks at all today, but some of our friends, some of the known leakers out there the the jordan mason mason guy uh put out in the ether that that he's heard on on uh, from good from a good source that there are animated star wars movies in the works i mean like we just talked about we we basically just fucking had one today like a 75 minute long episode of bad batch isn't necessarily you know like there there are movies that are 80 85 minutes long like you rarely see one in theaters that's under 80 but like when you get to that length you're talking about basically a a full film yeah and it would be interesting though to see like at at this point what is it gonna be thank you i was gonna ask you that if you weren't gonna bring it up like do we need it i i feel like uh, the Clone Wars with the excellent end cap of season seven. What what other ground is there left to cover with 
an animated Anakin Skywalker. So the the only thing like the what I brought up was you you have potential like I know that people just have you know a lot of people have just basically dismissed the sequel trilogy in that entire era but like that is an area where you can work you have you have essentially 35ish years between uh ROTJ and TFA where you have a lot of room to work and that is an area where you can bring in animated Anakin Skywalker in ghost form. Yeah, so you want him you want him in his ghost. I'd take it. I mean, hey, while I'm sitting here saying this doesn't make sense, am I going to burn it down if we get a reveal that there's going to be a, a a Clone Wars inspired uh, movie? No. I just it's like come on I'd... for clone wars in particular like you've essentially exhausted it's done dude that's what your... i mean it's like it was such a good good end and you passed it right into revenge of the sith like what else could you do with yeah. anakin during that timeline but i mean clearly matt could play darth vader too right i mean it yeah but i think like him saying that anakin again like there's like i even think that in his brain there is a there's a delineation between anakin and vader like, I don't think that he means Vader because I do think that like easily you could implement animated Vader into Bad Batch. I mean, that could be at, at the snap of a finger. Vader would make total sense in Bad Batch. But for him saying Anakin, you will see Anakin again. To me, that's different. Yeah, like, it's, it's no, not. I, I, I know Vader. what you mean. I just I've been the more I think about this, the more it makes my little brain hurt. Cause I I just, the the clone wars to me should be left alone at this point because they, they they took a former hater of the prequels. Like I want to vomit when I see them to, I can tolerate them now. I appreciate them a bit more because of how the clone wars portrayed Anakin. In fact, I, I watched the the final episode of that arc I was talking about last week where, you know, Kenobi becomes Reko Hordeen and all that shit. Yeah. And, and again, at the end, uh, Kenobi finally is like, yeah, Anakin, I was the one that that wanted to lie to you. And, and, and Anakin's like, you fucking cocksucker. Like, you motherfuckers, why would you do that to me? You just and you also get to see that the whole fucking four episode arc was Palpatine's long game on Anakin and the Jedi. It's beautiful yeah. shit. Shit, you don't see it all in the movies. So kudos to the animated uh, Star Wars wing again. But yeah, I don't I don't want any more Anakin in the motherfucking Clone Wars era, but I would love to see more animated Anakin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Nick has a point. Uh, you know, what if they use... We've been hearing about, you know, Rebels sequel continuing Ahsoka and Sabine. If they're not going to do that in the Ahsoka show, they could do like a mini movie of Ahsoka and Sabine's journey, picking up yeah. from the the Rebels epilogue. I think that like for for that particular storyline continuation, though, there's nobody that really has a link to Anakin. And that's like if you're if you're trying to work with Anakin, well, Ahsoka and does. Ghost, yeah, well, yeah, true. I mean, Ahsoka would be the, the 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 choice spot there, but it's just like you have to have somebody that has a link to him. And I think if you do, here's why I think that Age of Resistance, or not, maybe not even Age of Resistance, post ROTJ, I'll put it that way. Post ROTJ, immediate follow up, have him talking to Luke. Exactly. Hamill is already back on the Star Wars train because of fucking Mando. <laughs> yeah, he likes doing, it again. 
dude doing the voice yeah like that's all he did was the voice and now he knows like if 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 fucking lfl sacks up and says you know what animated luke skywalker with mark hamill doing the voice can be a banger then you you can bring back matt lanner as right. force ghost anakin now openly communicating with his son in the non-Vader form, and you have Mark Hamill himself voicing Luke, like that is, I'll watch that yeah, it's, until it's the house comes I just thought about something, Nick. Would you take this? Because this is, it's about 10, 10 plus years of uncovered Anakin Skywalker territory. Uh, the timeline in between TPM and AOTC, really seeing Kenobi and his Padawan function as young Anakin up to teen Anakin that we meet in yeah. Attack of the Clones. I mean, that is a another one that that just kind of we kind of sweep that whole timeline under it's the ten rug. years, right? I mean, it, it it's, is. It's a long time. It's close, at like, least it's, ten, eight to ten. I, I think, think it's. I think it's. I think it's eight. I think it's eight or nine because you meet Anakin when he's nine, and then I think you meet him like when you see him in uh, in AOTC, he's nineteen. So I think it's like, yeah, it's like eight to 10 years, something like that. I'm doing a, and, a quick search. Go ahead. But that is, that is, that's a ripe timeline that we just completely gloss over because you're like, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, it's not really an active time of Anakin. You know, like it's, it's Anakin when he was a kid, everybody hated kid Anakin. Everybody even hated Anakin more in AOTC because he was still kitty and then even more whiny. So like they they were like I don't give a fuck about right, that. According to the internet, it, it's ten. It goes um, okay. TPM's thirty two BBY attack is twenty two. Yeah. Okay. So well, got yeah, 10 I mean, years it, and think about the content that could be covered there. I mean, young yeah, young like dummy Anakin. Training. He knows nothing. You start right from there. He's in his little sweet Jedi <laughs> Jedi outfit on the steps of Naboo, and it picks up right from there. He's got his little braid and buzz cut. He's he's all Jake Lloyd looking. Yeah. But I feel like at that age, like if you start way early, then you're you have to pull in a younger voice actor. I mean, I don't know how much Matt Lanner can modulate his voice. Obviously, as a as a voice actor by trade, he could he could go low. He could go I'm high. I'm not a he slave. I'm a low. person, and my name's Anakin. Exactly. <laughs> so maybe he can, like maybe he can hit that that note for younger Anakin. But man, I don't know. I think that would be. That is one that nobody ever talks about, yeah. and and you could get some good so, story in there because I I I think that even some of the Gennady animated Clone Wars, no, because no, it was it's still Clone Wars. It's so. still Clone Wars. So yeah, I mean, I'm still, talking literally steps in the boo until we see them riding in the elevator talking about falling in the pit of Gundarks or whatever. Right. Yeah. I think that's an interesting move. I I would. I would prefer the post ROTJ because I want to see more like Luke Academy, all that that time period. But I I do think that they would be more unafraid to do like a you know a pre Clone Wars yeah. animation. I, that that to me is more likely. What you're pitching, I I would want too because I would love to see the reformed Anakin. You, you don't get to, you don't get to see much. You get to see him in the armor dying. He says some great emotional stuff to his son, you know, remove my mask so I can see you with my own eyes, that type of shit. Uh, before they dubbed in Hayden, you got Sebastian just waving there. You know, he seemed, he was happy again. He was, a, he was in his Jedi form. He was with his two buddies. 
So yeah. I, I would like to see the reformed Anakin and, and hear his lessons. I mean, if anybody learned anything in Star Wars, you would think it's probably Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I mean. which is exactly why I keep saying that the, the, the sequel trilogy's biggest flaw was the was the lack of Anakin. Like if you you have one person that is completely obsessed with with Darth Vader and we know that Anakin Skywalker lives on through the force. We've seen it at the end of ROTJ and you never bring that character into that that sequel trilogy is is a travesty. Yeah. But you have the opportunity to do that now in animated form if that's what they choose to yeah, do. Yeah, we'll see. And we'll see. I mean, I just think it would be so good like having real father son yes. conversations right. like they've never been able, even if it's not jedi related just 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 anakin talking to his son for the first time ever in a, in a non-confrontational manner like that would be some of the best star wars content that you could give post rotj i just think that that's a home run and I mean, I don't know. I like I don't know where their brains are at, at LFL right now. If they if they do kind of want to still still stay away from the post art. I mean, bro, all the all the <laughs> I mean, at least that art I shared with you and that 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 came from StarWars.com. There was zero <laughs> sequel trilogy characters featured in it. And I know yeah, it's from I mean, that but mural, the, but still. <laughs> they, yeah, they, I mean, but like even like you said, though, the only live action was, prequel was Maul person from TPM. Was Maul. So like they were like fuck live action <laughs> prequel too. They're like OT and cartoons only. Yeah, that's that it. That's that's <laughs> where they're throwing in all their 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 money at this point. So I I don't think Lanter is is pulling our leg. I I do think there is going to be some some animated hopefully movie length uh projects coming out. Who knows if they're going to be uh, <laughs> Dude, theater style fucking, or Disney Plus, but give me a full animated trilogy of luke skywalker's academy post rotj <laughs> just give me that in right into my ass like I, oh I would love look at that fucking. he wants it right up the butt <laughs> i mean yeah, he's just come on he's bypassing the mouth right to the rectum all right so yeah, we know what right we know there. what nick likes get him some <laughs> sequel era anakin and he will drop his drawers yes all right my friend yeah, well uh we're not talking about Anakin in this one. We are talking about his his former brother and his most hated enemy at one point in time. Yeah. And that is uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi by way of Ewan McGregor. And and he did an interview last week for, I believe, what's it called? Halston. He's, he's, he's uh, a part of a new Netflix series. Uh, so obviously, if you're a Star Wars actor and you're promoting another project, you usually end up just talking about Star Wars because... It sells and it, it prompts people to click. Uh, but it, it was a good read. I still recommend reading the whole article. But I, I do what we do for all of you because we know most of you can't read <laughs> and, or, or you can't form your own thoughts. So I, I just break down the important stuff for you and then vomit it up like a, like a mama bird onto StarWarsTime.net. So here's some of the highlights from this interview as they relate to... Star Wars. All right, so they asked him about the the prequels and how people like me uh, shit all over them and uh, ultimately gave up Star Wars for a few years because of them. And Ewan said, you know what? It was hard they didn't get well-received. That was quite difficult. They were universally not very much liked. (laughs) Not very much liked, I feel like, is a good way to put it. Because I, I feel like 
man, it's hard. It was really an age dependent thing. Yes. With the with the and I got excited trilogy. for each movie and even while I watched them. But in the back of my head, my conscience was going, dude, you're fooling <laughs> yourself. You know, this is not what it could be or should have been. You know, it's not. Quit saying they're great. Yeah. But you got to figure for him, that's like six plus years of his life. Just like nine, dude, this, they used to take like three yeah. years almost to shoot these motherfuckers back then. Yeah, it was 99 was the release right. of 2000, TPM, 2002 and then 05. So yes. crazy amount. But you could you really get the sense in this article. You, you, everyone should read it if you can. As much as he loves playing and, and, and the chance to play Obi-Wan Kenobi, the prequels were rough for yeah. him to to be a part of to to get the fan backlash but even just to be working on the sets sounded like it was miserable and sucked um so he, he goes dude, on it was here just such a different experience because right. if you think about his his working life before that like he was never really a big action movie kind of guy no like, he was he was he hugging a to toilet in a Wars. fucking crack house as, as a heroin addict like physical yeah, sets and, other people yeah. live it like you could yeah, I mean, you you watch that, that with train spotting, right? Like, train spotting, yeah. You, they don't need to pretend shit. They're in these rundown fucking locations. They're all strung out looking. I mean, they, they, there's no really acting needed there. But then you go from that to wearing Jedi tunics in nothing but a blue or fully green room <laughs> with other yeah. actors, and you're all sitting there going like, "Okay, I guess let's yeah. pretend we're three again and make believe." And, and- yeah, and 65% of the time you're talking to a tennis ball on a stick in front of you <laughs> right. that has nobody behind it. Like that it had to be difficult. Yeah, so he they they were asking him about about his time on the prequels and and uh, really the success of new Star Wars in particular the Mandalorian. And, and that stuff really really got him jazzed up. Like a lot of us I mean, I know a lot of you will you're revisionists, you'll sit there and be like, "Oh, I've always loved the prequels." I had a problem with them, and I almost, I pretty much boycotted Star Wars until the sale and the reveal that Star Wars was continuing. I was like, you know what? It's time to kind of let, let, let's dive back in. This is my life. I still love it. I still collect it. I, I've just had a hard time watching those damn movies. It soured some things for me, but I got back to it. It, it was kind of the same with with Ewan, you, you know, with the with the Clone Wars and the success behind that and the Mando. The fandom doesn't seem as fucking nuts anymore for that period of Star Wars content because they've moved it to the sequel era. And he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm really excited about it. Maybe more so than the first ones because I'm older. I just turned 50 and I'm just in a much better place. I mean, he, I mean, back then he was probably what, 30 in his late twenties. Yeah, we all know. I mean, twenties if he's 50 now, I, I know, talking, I know when we were yeah. in our twenties, Nick, we probably thought we were mature and adults, but you're fucking not. I mean, I'm 40 and I still feel like I'm 10 years old. So, I know. um, he probably was little not fully invested back in, in those days. Uh, he goes on to talk about how hard it was to work on the prequels because of the shitty technology. Uh, there's not something to dig into in the dialogue that could satisfy you when there's no <laughs> environment there. It was quite hard to do. Dude, do you, do you, <laughs> he basically said like, the script sucked without any environment. It's really hard to bring those words to life. <laughs> so. Yeah. It's like, man, we weren't working with a lot script wise and you couldn't even see where you were. <laughs> so it was a little hard. It's like, yeah, man, we, we could tell. Yeah. So I it mean, was, it was funny. No, no like shade towards these actors because I, I like 
they did the best with what they were presented yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, like I said, read read the full article. We we've got it linked after you go through StarWarsTime.net. But th- there's just you you pick up a tone from him that while he clearly appreciates the the signal boost of being Obi Wan Kenobi and the universe, I mean, he is a Star Wars fan. I would say uh, yeah. the, the prequels weren't the best experience because of the the just how they turned out, the fan reaction, and the actual work sucked. It just fucking yeah. sucked uh, to be an actor. I mean, we're, we're all sitting there like, hey, I'd go on there and cut off my tits if I had to, right? I mean, I'd donate a, a testicle. Uh, but if that's your profession and, and you have a a method of getting in the zone and you can't get in the zone through the dialogue or through the sets, you're going to get the prequels. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it goes on. You know, he he's aware of the Mando tech and it's, it's got him pumped up. He says they project virtual backgrounds onto this massive LED screen. So if you're in a desert, you're standing in the middle of a desert. <laughs> if you're in the snow, you're surrounded by snow. And if you're in a cockpit of a starfighter, you're in space. It's going to feel oh. so much more real. <laughs> I mean, from fucking from what we've seen from our source and from some of the uh, the set photos, it looks like he's really in the desert anyway, because they just built. Yeah, the they, they, the they read this article LA. and they're like, oh, shit, you and hates digital tech and VFX. Let's just fucking build an arena yeah. outside <laughs> w- with all these cargo containers and and, and maybe that'll make them happy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, but some they, other these are good little nuggets he he left for us. Um, so he touched on the fact that he's been doing some hardcore lightsaber and close hand-to-hand combat training. Uh, he didn't really uh, drill into it. He he actually just mentioned it casually when he was talking about how uh, after his second COVID shot, he had to miss his lightsaber training because, like myself, he got his fucking ass kicked by it. Um, so... Is it a duel with Vader? Are we just going to see his hand-to-hand and lightsaber skills against the 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 all the pieces of shit on Tatooine that he's going to mix with? Either way, take it to the bank. Just like KK said, you're, you're going to see some crazy-ass fights, and he is training for them. So that, that's I mean, confirmed. Two-and-a-half-hour-long sessions. Right. You got to figure that that's not going to be for a, like a 15-second scene. No, that's, a, that's, that's, like a, that's a scripted fight, just kind of like we saw in, in, in Trost, the, the long fights between Kylo and Rey. That, that is a legit uh, uh, choreographed fight. It's not just your, your quick-shot bullshit. So yeah. uh, he, he is going to have a major duel. We've talked about the the problems that could bring with Vader if it's not done in force flashbacks or, you know, the in the force itself, like Ray and Ben and not face to face. But we shall see. And, and finally, he, he got a little cheeky when they when they asked if he has test screened with a young Luke Skywalker. And all I said, <laughs> that's very possible. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think that given the nature of this show, it's a foregone conclusion. That- his aunt and uncle are fucking cast. I'm pretty sure that we're going to see a young. It's a foregone Luke. conclusion. It's just like, damn, I wish yeah. I wish I had a son that was about 10 years old right now because I would have forced my son to become young Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And then yeah. it would have ended up like Jake Lloyd and had like mugshot yeah. photos with dirt, dirty Sanchez mustaches <laughs> and shit. Fucking- yeah, uh, poor that Jake. That would have been poor Jake. More than negative. We always we always talk about poor Hayden. Uh, poor Jake. Jake Jake really got the Anakin curse in life. So yeah, 
All right, there. So there's your your update from Mr. McGregor himself, Mr. Hello there. We'll just stick with the Kenobi stuff because not only did we have exclusive Kenobi set leak photos last week, but we got another round this week. And oh yes, the set has been redressed, expanded. Yep, that, that means they're the you know filming is is fully. Uh, functioning at this point in time because they're starting to break down and rotate through these new sets and and yes we know the quality is terrible but you take what you can get when it's a a set that you can't even remotely get close to Uh, so you know what we we still may may the fourth be with our source uh, whether people hate his or her image quality or not we 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 love it we we appreciate it uh, but what we're seeing here, Nick, it, it looks like, you know, they clearly tore down the, the Kenobi hut or what we thought yes. was a Kenobi hut. And it just looks like they're throwing up uh, like a little Tatooine town, uh, you know, some building facades. Uh, I, I, in my head, one of the shots, I believe the third shot we're looking at now, that still looks like a, a ta- Tatooine hovel, you know, like a door that the Mando came out of when he started blasting mm-hmm. people. A part of my brain was like, could that be the, the Lars garage door? And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. A lot of, a lot of the large structures are, are underground outside yeah. the dome. Exactly. Yeah, I um, so I don't know. It just, it just it see, and you could see some moisture evaporators. It just seems like they, they dressed up some sets maybe to, to film like a, ten, a continuous scene of walking through a, a Tatooine most town type of bazaar. I don't know, Nick, mm-hmm. did you have any uh, better informed guesses here? Yeah. I mean, it's definitely going to be, I don't think it's going to be attached to the Lars homestead or the Kenobi hut, because like you said, it's, a, it looks like it's a continuous set of right, buildings. Right. Unlike, unlike, Kenobi or the Lars homestead where you kind of have everything's in one little bundle. Um, we may, it may be a larger moisture farm that's somewhere else in the dune sea or, you know, that's, you know, in, in Anchorhead or near Anchorhead or something like that. But it does look like it's going to be like a more substantial set of, you know, it's weird if we, if we all remember the first, tiktok leak and notice how nothing else has come out of that guy's account so he's clearly dead he he has he has been assassinated (laughs) yeah but it it almost looks like some of those facades but that guy it it seemed like he was driving around like in in an open set and not in this uh arena they've built Uh, but it does remind me uh, of that set where we we saw all these tatooine like facades if you will like the fronts uh, for outdoor uh, walking through the street shots, maybe wide panning shots of, of Obi-Wan walking to, through a town, someone else walking through a town. So it wasn't quite as exciting as the last leak, but a leak's a leak. We'll take it, we'll post it, and we will speculate it to hell and back. Well, now we know that like they're, they're, this wasn't just a set for the Kenobi hut. Yeah, it's, like, this is something that they're using right, over and right. over again. They're using this for multiple setups for multiple different locations, right. probably all on Tatooine. But this is not like a one and done. Kind totally. Of yeah. I mean, th- this is something it looks like they, they, they might set it up for a couple days and then knock it down and, and, and shoot the next scene. Uh, so if anything, if you don't like the pictures, just know that the fact that these sets are being rotated just means that Kenobi is uh, in full swing. No, no delays. They're getting their shots done, which hopefully means we'll be seeing it sometime in 2022. That is my dream. Yeah. 
Uh, as much as we love Mando and how great it's been and how great Book of Boba is probably going to be, this one to me could be the the Star Wars live action of all live actions. The one live yeah. action to rule them all type of deal. Yeah, I mean, six episodes. If we if we get six episodes at 40-ish minutes, plus, you know, right there, you're talking a good four and a half oh, hours, easy, almost five easy. hours. And, and we're talking primetime Star Wars. I mean... Yeah. For the most part, I, I, I would think the bulk of Star Wars fans that are still alive are always going to be drawn to that era of the original trilogy. Maybe a few years up and down either way to account for Mando and now to account for uh, Kenobi and stuff like that. Uh, but it just it, it seems to be the, the sweet spot. We're going to get one of the most beloved characters in Kenobi. We know Vader's in there. That's an easy win for me. I just I, I think Kenobi has so much potential to be beyond special, like like Luke Grogu save type of moments times a thousand. <laughs> yeah, no, man, it's there's a ton that could be done here with the yeah. reintroduction of characters, with the introduction of new characters, with using old characters like it is one of those ones. Where Lots it's like, of um, fan chubbies and, and hard yeah. THO will be produced through the yeah. Kenobi series. Take it and to the bank. It's in, it's in good hands. Yeah. So I'm excited. All right. Well, hey, guess what? We've got a source across the pond now, too. So mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone's yeah. been been seeing all these Andor setups popping up. They they literally have just taken over this town in England. I, I believe the street or the, the small towns like Cleveleys or Cleveley. Cleveley, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, but this and it's like a yeah. it's from Blackpool, England, and, and according mm-hmm. to some of our people, some of the Brits in our Discord. Uh, Blackpool is a cesspool. I mean, I'm not gonna. Yeah, they're like it's like a shitty Vegas. A shitty Vegas, like that. <laughs> okay. That's a... uh, but anyways, we we now have a source over there that's gonna hopefully trickle us some of these Andor sets. But Nick, this is a little different than Kenobi because they are essentially redressing existing structures and bringing in some like modular pieces to build sets in the real world. Yeah, this is literally like you you can drive down the highway yeah. and like you pass this. So like we got these from our our source in the UK, but there was a lot of other sites that also picked up some shots from these because you could literally be in your fucking car yep. and just like drive past and just snap some pictures and then keep going. It's like a visitor center. They're turning into a Star Wars type of building, right? I mean, that's what it looks yeah. like. It looks like they're on a bridge or an overpass. And they, they, yeah, it's like whatever this is, is right on the beach. Um, you can see in, in one of the shots below that it's literally like this building sits right on a beach. Oh, yeah. I actually think that this is a, a cafe uh, from what. Yeah, it's just it's like us. they liked it because it's got the kind of like a round oval type of shape. Mm-hmm. Uh, Very organic. And it, it like it, it kind of already looked like it was Star Warsy, And then they came in and they put the dressings. Wow. Over the doors and windows oh, to give it even more of that like bubbly yeah. kind right. of Star Wars Look shape to it. Great. You want to say hi to everybody? <laughs> hi. Hi, there she is. She just got a haircut. Hi, today. Charlie. There we Looking go. good, bud. I'll see you in a bit. Dad, <laughs> baby, force me with- 
And, and oh. also with you. I love that kid. <laughs> uh, that was perfect. See, parenting done right. I've, I've fucked up a lot of other things, but I've got her Star Wars correct. That almost made me cry. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's, it's Nick, it's like they're just painting Star Wars hieroglyphics and shit on this building, yeah, like essentially. The, like they're putting like our besh around the doors that you can see. And some of like the facade around the top yeah. of it, they're also putting some stuff on there as well. Um, and it does like it, it. You can see too that it's like they're bringing in stalls, stalls that almost look like little vendor, like right. vendor shops, like Star Wars phone booths. Yeah, something like that. So, but I mean, um, Nick, at this point, you know, we saw that that earlier set leak when when the sun flew a drone or something over it, and that that was fully realized, like a built fucking town. Yeah, uh, we saw the other one. It looked like they're in almost like a like a corporate office space. We're thinking it's this like imperial conditioning center or 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 prison or something. It, to me, it's shaping up like Andor is is going as hardcore real world practical as it can get. Yeah, and I mean that goes along with what we saw in Rogue One. You know, a lot of Rogue One was practical. It was it was on the ground. It was structures that 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 were very real, especially when you were on Jetta. Jetta was about as practical as you could get in terms of like a big action sequence type of city. Um, and it also seems like unlike Kenobi, where we're likely going to be on one planet and just kind of stuck there on Tatooine, maybe a few things outside of that for for small scenes. Andor is going to be jumping oh, yeah. around, which, which I, makes I sense. Like, I mean, for a spy yeah. or, or soon to be spy, he's, he's not going to be staying in one place. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you, you're going to have that that one city structure that we saw from the from the overhead shots from the sun. That's probably one planet. This place is probably a different planet. Obviously, the Imperial Conditioning Center is a completely different planet. So we're going to be moving around a lot. And, you know, it, it's really hard to try to pin down what area of star wars you might be on just by these set photos but like if they use it to where you can see the beach then you can you can probably say safely say that it's a it's a planet that is gonna have it's, like it's, it's canto bite yeah it could, canto bite. Favorite. maybe this is a casino it's favorite <laughs> yeah everybody loves canto uh, bite. right canto bite was by water there you go yeah it was there was water right there they almost yeah that cliff went right down <laughs> into the ocean so um, yeah, uh, yeah, Andor is going to go, you know, spin some some BB-8 slots, right? Remember BB-8 spits yeah. out coins because he's a slot yeah. machine? <laughs> yeah. Luke Skywalker put those coins in him, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so but, uh, there we go. No, it's, it's a fun set. I mean, there's there's not a lot you can glean no. from it, like we said, like, but it is a lot of set dressing, and they are using... They didn't even build this. Like Matt said, this is essentially, I believe it was a cafe mm -hmm. that they're just redressing. Yeah, they're just, so. they're just like, it's modular shit. Like our dioramas for toys, they're just, you know, add a wall here, throw up a poster there, and you are in a different galaxy. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know if a lot of people like leak shit like this. I do. It, it's not so much like, oh, we got a leak. It's more, I like to think, dream, predict, speculate, and then be wrong. So it's, yeah. it's kind of a cycle. I feel like you're in the know. Yeah, it's a cycle we like to get wrapped up in here. All right, so uh, we're going to kind of take a pause from the leaky shit and the bad batches and Disney Plus, and we're going to have some story time with Matt. All right. Here we go. Darth Vader number 11 released last week, and boy, oh boy, was it a treat. Uh, as I discussed in our last breakdown of uh, the Vader issue 10, 
things got back on track. He was really just bossing it. I, I mean, uh, we left him riding on the back of a space kraken about ready to take on the Exegol Fortress by himself. Okay. I mean, Vader was pissed. He had been beaten down, literally torn apart by Palpatine, dropped on the shores of the Lava River by Mustafar where Kenobi left him because Palpatine thought he was becoming too much of a pussy after his first run-in with Luke. Uh, So as Palpatine likes to do with Vader, he needs to remind him that the only way to get powerful in the dark side is to have fear, suffering, hate, and then the power will come back in. So we, we, we know all that Vader's been getting his ass kicked, but he's slowly been building himself back. He found the Wayfinder, got himself to Exegol, and he's really starting to feel like, you know what? Fuck Palpatine. I am a powerful some bitch. And that's where this this issue kind of picks up. So right from the get go, Palpatine's there for the confrontation. And the way it's drawn in the panel, Nick, it's fantastic because you hear Vader talking and you see him up close in one of the panels. But then you see in a pulled out panel, Vader is literally on top of the space crack and riding it like a dune sandworm. Right. And the way they draw it, they, they draw it to scale. So you see a little dot which is Palpatine down here, and then a little dot, which is Vader way up here. <laughs> and oh, Vader's man, so basically funny. talking shit to him. Like, what are you going to do, motherfucker? I'm Darth Vader. I'm strong now. Um, so Palpatine does what Palpatine does and, and reminds him that, hey, oh, yeah, by the way, you're you're Darth Vader. You're the chosen one. Haha, <laughs> that's funny. I'm Palpatine, bitch! And he literally takes the space kraken and, and convinces it to kill itself. Oh, my God. So Palpatine uses the force to have the space crack and wrap its tendrils, its tentacles around itself and squeeze itself in half. Jesus Christ. So without even really lifting a finger, Palpatine takes out Vader's space ride right from the get go. It's like, oh, Vader, how you feeling now? How do you feel now, tough guy? And Vader's like, hey, fuck you. I'm still strong. So they, they kind of keep going through these <laughs> these tests of, of Palpatine again just just taunting vader like oh haha that's funny you you thought that lesson made you powerful as powerful as me you thought wrong and he does that and just i mean rips apart this uh, you got to see the panel watch my video i include the art in there so you get a better sense of the scale um but it, it'd be like an ant taking a human and 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 through the force getting the human to rip itself in half <laughs> it was awesome I mean, to see that i will say that like the the movies don't do palpatine justice in terms of his power like his manipulation of course yes like you get to see his manipulation and at, at its best in the films but like it's hard to portray that level of power in movies especially movies that came out right. 40 plus years ago so I'm glad that they're that they're not shying away. You gotta remember, from I mean, he, he's like a he's the, he's the prune prune faced crippled old man we we see in yeah. Return of the Jedi with a cane and a hunch, but when he wants to, he can take the supposed chosen one and literally rip him to shreds. Yes. Um, all right. So incredible. so he takes out Vader's ride. Vader's like, oh shit, there goes that. But Vader's still feeling good. He's he's still. You know, he's still got some uh, some testosterone running through his his uh, mechanical balls. Uh, so, you know, they, they, they 
kind of keep the shit talking game. Palpatine's leading him through Exegol, some of the places we saw in the movie and Tross. And you get to see the the tanks and the experiments. And literally right there, Nick, in a tank, as Palpatine's talking about his experiments, is Luke's fucking hand. So I teased it, it earlier, but it, it really, I don't think it's ever been addressed like this in canon. Uh, but Palpatine, through somebody, uh, procured Luke's cutoff hand from Bespin and is using its genetic material to do force clone experiments. And, and the timeline I'm talking about is still just after Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. So right then, I mean, Palpatine knew what he wanted to do with a Skywalker hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. And think yeah. about it in relation to the Mandalorian. It's really no different than what they wanted with Grogu. There, there's such a limited supply of Jedi DNA at this point in time in the galaxy. Luke's hand is a priceless item, a fully functioning Yoda species thing is an even more coveted item because, well, we now know in The Mandalorian that they were learning this shit from Palpatine's experiments. Like, hey, if you use Force DNA, you can create some freaky shit. We don't know (laughs) what you're going to create or what Palpatine's doing, but in my mind, Luke's hand was directly responsible not only for the Emperor's clone vessel that he lives in, but Snoke, uh, these zombies that he sends after vader to fight him that are quite strong uh yes gregu i did see phase runners post even though he didn't tag us but i have it captured to feature it it touches on the hand perfectly um yeah it's it's some great art but i don't know man luke's hand is now become a pretty key item in the star wars canon at least for how the Emperor used it to try to prolong his life and potentially create Force-infused clone beings, which he might have learned from the Kaminoans, just like we talked earlier. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they ever address... So, I mean, Luke's blade fell with his hand, and in the Star Wars run, they did address what happened to the blade. Did they? Like, some we saw somebody catch it, right? No, the, um... Ah, shit, they did address it. But like we saw it because I remember like somebody was holding that blade. No, in a, in they a actually, Jedi I believe tunic. an Ugnot found it and, and, yeah. and turned it over. And that was about it. That's where they stopped okay. it. Uh, the person catching it was was Luke's vision of that former okay. uh, Padawan that didn't that wasn't fully trained because she was getting trained right at the end of the Clone Wars and all that. Yeah. shit. So, OK, yeah. So so the the separation of the blade in the hand is it's still interesting so the ugnats had the blade and then that's how eventually mass Kanata comes right. into into ownership of that right, blade right um but then the hand itself is actually scrounged up by palp and yeah that does kind of you know open up the the I, you could say like the beginning of experimentation for like you said you know these clone bodies for snoke for 100 percent. i I mean i i think moff gideon's main mission in the mandalorian is directly tied to the experiments Palpatine was doing with a Skywalker hand. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, like, yeah, hey, we, we've our uh, the emperor has proven or has shown that f- force user DNA can be manipulated in a cloning process in, yeah. in genealogy. We can do something with it. 
And that's but at that point in time, again, more and more Jedi are gone or are hiding still. So, you know, this this Grogu pops up on the radar. It's a Yoda species, so it's probably loaded with the force. And they're like, ding, ding, ding. We, we, we finally yep. have a supply of this shit again, because at this point, like I said, Luke's hand was probably used up for for all the Snoke bodies and in and, and Palpatine's vessel. There's only, there's only so much juice you can pull out of a dead hand. Well, it, you I mean, are right, because they even, I mean, the reason they have to come back and, and get Grogu is because when they took the blood from him in season one, you, you only get so much. I mean, Pershing's like, hey, we only had so much sample from that, from the, the blood draw. We we need the, the, the full body here. Yeah. All right. So that was a that was kind of a cool addition to the canon. Uh, Like I said, Palpatine already had some freaky force infused zombies there that he sicks on Vader. Vader kicks her ass. So he's still kind of feeling like a tough guy. But Palpatine, he's just he's doing his thing. He's kind of pulling him along with a string and waiting to truly show to Vader once and for all like, hey, bub, I'm Palpatine. You're Vader. You're always going to be my bitch. You just need to relearn it every time. But every time you relearn it, you do get a little stronger because of how angry I make you. Um, So, yes, dear. All right. You got your Star Wars gear on? Looking good. Okay. So they're, they're rolling through the Exegol facility. And we get to see, for the first time underground, the fleet. It's already built, Nick. The fleet of planet busting star destroyers is already built that's what i figured built by the uh, esb timeline there was no way that like that those were built post the like the demise of the emperor so i figured that like this was probably something that he was planning for use even even in the imperial days he was like you know what we had yeah we have the the one star destroyer but if we really want to have an unending unbreakable reign on this galaxy like if we can mobilize these things mm-hmm. have them out there then that would be great so have that's not that's not a surprise that those were already yeah so in the I process mean, of being built already you get to see the underground hangar there's already rows and rows of them and and ochi's still there by the way ochi's fantastic in this issue because the whole time like you remember ochi was first introduced to fuck with vader but he gets fucked up by vader and essentially becomes like his little lapdog because the, the the entire issue, Ochi's like, Vader, man, please, dude, you know you can't beat Palpatine. Please don't get yourself wiped out. You're my pal now. We're bros, right? <laughs> He's like, dude, don't fuck with Palp. He's unstable. So the whole time, Ochi's like, come on, please, like almost almost holding his cape. Like, don't go any further, man. You don't want to do this with Palpatine. You don't want to push the guy. Uh, but Ochi's the one like, oh, dude, you see those lasers, by the way? They can blow up a planet. So we we get even more on the creation of these ships and how they got the uh, planet cracking lasers because in the next few page flips, Nick, we see, and Palpatine explains it, that the reason they were able to get planet-destroying lasers on star destroyers is because they had perfected the kyber crystal technology. But the reason they, they, they could outfit so many star destroyers with these lasers is because Palpatine had an entire mountain of kyber moved to exegol so nick it's in this room wow it's a huge huge like crystal set yeah. but you can see the crystals are they're they're reddish and orange something we know kybers aren't by default and and as vader explains to ochi 
um like you know what, what what's going on i thought kyber crystals were, were blue green and like for jedi and shit and invaders like no not for a sith for a sith they need to bleed right because we we've we've heard that we've learned that canon from the yeah. comics themselves yeah and ago. and what's going on here nick on exegol is the, is the emperor moved in this this mountain of kyber and essentially has like these jawa like creatures torturing it nonstop. Oh my god. Because Kyber, if you know, if you're a super nerd like us, Kyber is a living thing in the Star Wars universe. Just because it's a mineral or a gem, it's not like our diamonds and shit here. It's a living thing that speaks to the force, speaks to his Jedi, and that's why they turn red. They literally get bled, they're tortured, they're pain, just like their user. <laughs> so to make all these Kybers Sith focused to put into these uh super star destroyer lasers. Palpatine essentially has a bunch of Jawa torturers sitting there just stabbing it and beating it nonstop. So it's constantly screaming out in agony and pain. Wow. So much so that the the aura, the force power it's putting off at this point is like blowing Ochi's helmet off, melting his eyes almost. Vader's <laughs> like, fuck it. He's he's walking through. Ochi's like, stop, dude, stop. There's too much power now with the crystals and, you know, obviously Palpatine's feeding it too. But, you know, Vader's like, fuck you, Ochi. Ochi gets his helmet blown off. He's probably blind at this point. Maybe that's why his his eyes are glossed over black by yeah, the time we okay. see him in Tross. Because they, yeah. they basically were just turned into coals. So Vader's still fighting through, still pushing, still Palpatine's still talking shit. Like, like listen, you think you have achieved my level of power, but you have not. Do you feel this energy? Like just throwing all this Kyber and dark side energy at, at Vader. He's like, do you feel yourself burning on the inside? Do you feel like your skin melting away? He's just fucking Vader up and Vader's taking it like, ah, <laughs> ah, just eating it. Like, but, but still he's Vader. He doesn't quit, right? Yes. He keeps going. All right. He's not a bitch. So... Pap, like I said, he's talking more shit to Vader, putting him through more pain and pretty much saying, you've got to remember, Vader, if you ever want to be as powerful as me, you have to constantly go through this cycle of torture I just put you through of being broken down. So you have your fear back and then you get your anger back and your hate that will lead to more power. But the only way to do that is to once again be my bitch, right? <laughs> but what it does, these words cause Vader to think. Like, you can start to realize that, okay, Palpatine's mental and physical torture of this man is, is, is starting to knock him down a few pegs again to become submissive. But what he does, Nick, and I, I thought this is a brilliant artistic moment. Uh, it reads better in the comics, so I still urge everyone to check it out. But Vader has a, a flashback to the Bespin duel. But he reverses himself with Luke. So Luke is the one saying now to Vader, hanging from the, uh, the, the, the structure, getting ready to fall. Like, essentially, you know, uh, Palpatine fears you, but you need me. We can take him out together. So it's now Luke saying it to Vader. So yeah. Vader in his head is all fucked up again. Like, he's, he's reversed roles. He's starting to realize, like, yeah, I can't take out Palpatine by myself. He has proven once again that he is way too powerful for me. I do 
needs someone else. I better fucking calm down. And, and yeah. after he has that vision, literally the next page, you see Vader walking with Palpatine, Sly, Masamita, and Ochi with his tail between his legs. He, is, he has been beaten back down into a submissive, submissive position underneath his emperor. Um, so I don't know if this is going to end the, the thread of Vader literally started with him getting his arms and legs ripped off by Palpatine and then dumped on Mustafar. And now it ends with him making it back, thinking that he was as powerful as Palpatine because of his latest experience of pain, but being reminded once again that nope, no, he's not. And he probably is going to need some help to take him out, which we know he does. And it, it ultimately uh, plays out in Return of the Jedi. He and his son kind of tandem it i mean he does it himself but it's it's through luke's positive words and beliefs in him that he still has some good in him that he does realize like you know what fuck this guy through my son and myself i do have enough power to take him out yeah i just need i just need the boy yeah, on my he needed side, that so. push but um i don't know yeah. i i i just, i really appreciated this issue it it, it it showed vader's power but also palpatine's check to that power uh, but more importantly, just how fucked up those two were. Yeah. Like when you I mean, watch it, the original was... trilogy, Nick, you you really do feel like Vader is a yes, sir. I love you, sir. Anything you want, sir. You're the best, sir. Right. He's like, yeah, all hail the emperor. Hell in the first one, I thought he was Tarkin's bitch. Like that's how docile Vader is. But you learn now through uh, sadly, mostly through comics uh, and a bit of, of the animated series, but but you learned that from day one, day one, when he took his first mechanical breath, their relationship was fucked up. <laughs> fucked yeah, up. Abusive as fuck. Well, it's always been. Palpatine. I mean, like I said, even in that Clone Wars arc, Palpatine is the one that orchestrated the whole mission to force the Jedi to lie to Anakin because he knew it would further drive that wedge closer to him hell he even has anakin dual dooku by himself again just to see if he's ready you can see it on his face so palpatine's been doing this from the day he walked by that little kid and said i will be following your career with great interest and he wasn't very kidding true. very true so yeah i mean the vader run definitely seems like it's 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 lived beautiful. up to what you expected, especially from a post ESB Vader, like leading into ROTJ. So well, it just, I mean, eventually it, I'm going to have to go and probably binge read some of these comics that I missed over the time. But uh, yeah, no, you these, can't these go wrong with Vader. I, I mean, I, I know this run, a few of the issues were a little slow, but for yeah. the most part, they, they prove time and time again, why this character deserves a spotlight why For he sure. deserves to be the main of a star wars something yeah yeah definitely um i don't know if this is so mad i was just saw this pop up on my feed but i don't know did, did we have a hard year confirmation for rogue squadron no we get it yet? okay so this is from regal movies on twitter and I shared it with Matt in our Slack so he could bring it up. He says, one May the 4th down and two more to go until Patty Jenkins is Rogue Squadron. Which basically so break means out the calculator. What's two plus one? 2023 okay, release. thank you. <laughs> so hard. It's like a hard stop at post May the 4th, 2023. 
Wow. I wonder if Regal jumped the gun or if we just missed the official. I was going to say, like, because I like I had an idea, like, I don't know if I had said in my in like my initial breakdown during the 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 announcement that it was likely 2023 or if they have hard confirmed a 2023 release date. But to in, in my head, this was the first time that that a 2023 date was was seriously attached yeah to it no i i'm with you man so i don't know it, it's odd that we didn't pick this up from the star wars account that's why i'm wondering if the an intern at regal got a little little trigger happy but either way that's a, that's a good find so here you go we, we could be watching rogue squadron two years from now uh, yeah okay well okay never mind all right yeah just i just looked back at the december the December initial announcement, and it says that the film will be released during the Christmas 2023 theatrical release window. So back to, yes, even like back then they put 2023 on. All right. So well, okay. either way, fuck it. I just wanted to just wanted to put it out there in case speaking we had of it speaking of hard releases. How about what Marvel did yesterday? Oh, with did the you see that? Phase four? They're like, oh yeah. By the way, uh, get your ass back in movie theaters because un- until you do that, we're n- we're not giving you Phase Four because, <laughs> fuck, man, we're right back. It, you know, if the world doesn't explode, it, really, even twenty twenty one, they're gonna try to jam three down the pipe starting in July, right? With Black Widow. Um, Black Widow. What's the other one? Eternals. Eternals, and then Shang. No, yeah, Shang. Yeah, Shang. No, it's twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty two. Okay. Okay. So and then after that, it seems they're right back to fucking four plus a year. They're like, bang, bang, Doctor Strange, the Marvels. You got the, what was the other one? Shit. I can't. Fuck. I'm stupid. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three. Fantastic Four. Yeah. So that that that, they were like, you know what? Fuck Star Wars. We're gonna start attaching some dates to these motherfuckers. Get fucking ready. Yeah, a lot of people are like, um, that, oh, that, that trailer made me cry and stuff. I was like, yeah, it, it was a great trailer, but I don't know. I, it's like after I saw Endgame 10 times, a lot of the, the heart punch moments have lost some of their luster. And while it was fun to revisit a lot of the MCU phase one through three, as much as I love the MCU, it doesn't quite get me like Star Wars. Like if that was a, a Star Wars montage... Yeah, I probably would have been fucking yeah. sobbing. You got me to, they they got me to cry in Endgame, but none none of the other movies. Before oh, Endgame! That, really. I was I was a mess with the yeah. I am Iron Man part. That was fucking yeah. brilliant. Beautiful. And really, just the the whole end. I'm telling you, once you become a a parent of any kind, it, you, you turn into a weeping mess. Yeah, at least I did. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> emotions are always I so am close a to the surface. Mess of a human. Yeah. Okay, buddy. Uh, what are we moving on to next? We got yeah. you covered. I'm gonna I'm gonna let you run with the Star Wars biomes and fly through thing for a second because I have to hit the bathroom. Oh, look at this! Quick. This is the first on the show. Nick is taking a piss before me. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Starting to sweat coming back <laughs> in from my COVID two shot. I know my body may be breaking down. Uh, uh, here he goes. All right, we better yeah. we, we better All pick right. up the pace. All right, Nick, I'll cover this I one while you're taking a shit. Okay, so uh, may the 4th be with you all, as Disney Plus has said, because we've got some new content to play with. Not only did we get the bad batch today, the good stuff, the big stuff, uh, but some new interesting little experiences have been added to Disney Plus that we thought you may enjoy. Uh, You should see them in your updated app at this point in time. I I, I believe they're global. Uh, But the the three I want to talk about in particular are the Star Wars Biomes, 
Star Wars vehicle fly throughs and then uh, the force awakens from its nap, which is just a Simpsons short uh, with some nods to uh, Star Wars, of course, and the sequel trilogy for those of you that love Disney Star Wars. But I actually, uh, oh, another thing they did, they, they refreshed the thumbnail art of all the films in animated, and they are choice looking. I, I uh, on the live stream, you can see I included a thumbnail of the one they did for The Phantom Menace, uh, but really all the new thumbnail art they included for the films, and I believe even the animated projects, uh, just looks great. It, it comes from Star Wars fan artists, uh, big and small. But anyways... I uh, before we went live, I actually fired up Disney Plus just to check these out, so I had a little bit of perspective before I started talking about them, so I wasn't just blowing uh, nothing but hot smoke up your ass. Uh, but biomes and vehicles, I, I think not only were hardcore Star Wars fans love, but also the those who like to partake in, uh, I'll just say, drugs. I, I could see biomes and fly-throughs being something that people that like to meditate or just zen out uh, as being a perfect thing to just throw on your screen for 20 minutes or so and just kind of have a zen moment, uh, maybe doing some om while you're staring at the screen. Because what biomes is, biomes is essentially just, a, if you've ever watched a golf tournament and they do a flyover of a hole to kind of show you how the hole's laid out, where players may place their shots. You just get a great kind of bird's eye view of a golf course. Biomes is doing that for Star Wars locations. Mm. So the one I was so, watching was Hoth. And it's like you're in a, you're basically in a, like a snow speeder slowly flying over the landscape of Hoth. You see Tauntauns, you, you see Adats walking. Um, but biomes, I, I believe it's just like 20 minutes at this point. And it just kind of takes you to different locations, giving you that peaceful flyover of a particular Star Wars biome. Yeah. So, Matt, have you ever ridden the um, Soren ride in Disney? No. Okay. So Soren is essentially that where you are. It's like a you're in front of a, a giant screen. The screen's probably... 150 feet high, something like that. And you sit on a on a paraglider. So you like you sit on this this little platform seat. It's got like a glider above your head and it lifts you off the ground and then like the the whole system moves and stuff like that as you soar over these landscapes. Okay. So it seems like Star Wars biomes is is like a like a just like a yeah TV I mean it, version it, it is it's it's like a National Geographic for Star Wars nerds you yeah. know I mean there there's no talking and it always keeps that that kind of flyover perspective but before you came on I I was like hey this is probably good for Star Wars nerds and drug users because yeah you throw in biomes and it just like instantly relaxes you it's like staring at a menu but it's moving. And it's 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 Star Wars locations, so it, it's yeah. kind of like bringing uh, Jacques Cousteau of the Star Wars universe into uh, our real world. And then the vehicle yeah. fly through is kind of the same thing, except you're you're flying through the uh, all the compartments and parts of a ship. Right now, they have the Falcon and a Star Destroyer up there. Uh, I did not watch the Simpsons short, so I can't uh, comment on that, but. 
they're just nice little new additions to the Star Wars catalog on Disney Plus. Uh, some little treats if you're someone at late at night that struggles to find shit to watch. Uh, throwing up biomes or one of these fly-throughs is going to be more productive than staring at your menu. So you may want to try uh, firing up Disney Plus to look at these tonight if you find yourself sometimes surfing your apps too much. Yeah, that'll be a good way to fall asleep for sure. Hey, so. you, everyone, I mean, I, I'm assuming most people, at least that listen to this stupid show, have logged into Disney Plus by now. Uh, but they, they've they really updated all the Star Wars stuff. I, I was telling everyone, Nick, how they uh, replaced all the thumbnails with uh, fan art for all the movies and, and animated yep. properties. It just, it, you know, it looks like Star Wars Day on the app as it should. So uh, check it out if you've not already done so. But don't do it until we're done. <laughs> Give us, show us some respect. We're almost done. We're getting towards the end here. So um, this next one up is a piece that we talked about last week uh, when there was a, a, a tease during the investors call, during a Disney investors call that was specifically about parks and experiences. The tease of a real lightsaber, quote unquote, from uh, one of the SVPs over at Disney. And now we have a full on video reveal of this new lightsaber, this new retractable lightsaber. And uh, while, while the, me the mechanics of it look cool, I will say that I do still have some issue with the hilt part of yeah, it. Yeah, let me, uh, I'm, I'm going to risk it here and actually play the video, Nick. It's, it's very short. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll, Ten seconds. We'll let people, hopefully it doesn't fuck up my mic or anything. <laughs> <laughs> We'll see. We'll see what happens. Maybe Matt, Matt may disappear. We may lose him forever. Oh! <laughs> uh, yeah, so there you go. I mean, from a visual standpoint, it's pretty fucking fantastic. Uh, it, yeah. The movement of the saber, right? I mean, it, it really does yeah. spring from the hilt. The hilt, yeah. But, it, and I but mean, as I Nick pointed out, and, and we were worried about this when we, we first introduced this, if you look, the the hilt's definitely of the beefier variety. I mean, it looks more yeah. like a, a mag light than a lightsaber. You know, like like this actress could knock someone the fuck out with her hilt. It, it's yeah. it's pretty thick. It although Nick, I mean, I'm looking at it now. I I kind of freeze framed it on the site, knowing that this actress probably is a a a shorter person. It's gonna make it look a little bit larger, but I would say it's. As big, no bigger than if you went to Savi's workshop, which yeah. we've said is not ideal, but it's not like vomit inducing. Yeah, I mean, the, the Savvy's workshop ones are definitely large. I mean, I've, I've showed them on the site before. I can go get the one that I have. Like, the Savvy's workshop blade is, is very large. You can see, I, you know, I have an average size man's hand and, and, you know, at the base, I can barely touch my thumb to my middle well, finger. Well, you know what that means, that, ladies. Tiny, tiny hands. <laughs> and then the way, like, you know, she's basically, the grip that she has is similar to this. Yeah. I have one hand on the actual leather grip and then one hand towards the bottom, and my hands cannot touch each other. Yeah. I mean, it's a very large, very no, it is. It, it, I'd say it's, it's just about that size, which yeah. which is slightly too big for our liking, but... If you did see the 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 actual video running, I'm sure you could find it if you missed it. They, in my opinion, they do sell the effect of it springing from the hilt. 
Yeah. I So I linked another tweet that actually has one more. It's a little bit longer and it shows one more angle of it igniting. Hopefully this one doesn't um, blow it the fuck up. Here we go. Yes, I mean basically it's the, it's the you get the the ray ignite from the Tross trailer where it's like the person right. standing, you see their back, and then she kind of whips the whips the blade out to the side and ignites it. Um, so a little bit of a different angle. There you go. Um, so I mean, yes, I I 100% agree that they they completely sold the the idea of the the hilt springing from or the blade springing from the hilt in a very fluid motion the one thing that i still don't have any sort of you know what that we not even you know not just me but we don't have any sort of idea on is like how does this function in motion you know yeah because we know it's essentially a tape measure like system but how how rigid can something that is that foldable get that's the question Because if, if she starts waving this, Nick, is does it turn into like a wet noodle or one of those yeah. like optical sh- glass light string things they sell at the circus, you know, where they're like, and, and, and lights play through them. The kids want you to buy. Or could she whack somebody and it actually not collapse? Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the mind that this is going to be pretty flexible. Yeah. So like if you if you're waving it with any sort <laughs> of intensity, look like that a wet noodle is just going to. Yeah. You know, it's going to flop around like a spaghetti a noodle. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. hey, it looks neat. They're trying. But really, the I think the reason they use this for the announce, it wasn't so much this lightsaber. It was to officially announce that the Galactic Star Cruiser Hotel will be up and running in 2022 at Disney World. And apparently that's where these lightsabers will be at. Yeah. I don't know if they're, yeah. you can only get them if you go to the hotel. It seems knowing Disney and the mouse and their love of money that... They'd sell them at any of the Disney parks, but the way it was written, yeah. it sounds like these lightsabers will be specific to the Star Cruiser Hotel experience. I really do hope that at least if it is, you can only get it at the hotel, that it doesn't require you to have a reservation at the hotel. Because to, to my understanding, the hotel itself is going to be directly connected to the park. Like it, it is going to be one of the experiences where you can walk out of the hotel and you're in Galaxy's Edge. So that would also mean that the people who are in Galaxy's Edge could go into the hotel. So if if this lightsaber is exclusive to the Galactic Cruiser, the Halcyon Hotel, then I hope that if you're not a like a you know a a, a visitor that's staying at the hotel, you can at least go into it to purchase this. Uh, but they haven't said anything to that to that note yeah. yet. Um, in terms of price point. A lot of the sites that were running this or a lot of people that are talking about it are talking like these Savvy's Workshop Blades are 200 bucks. Like, but that's for the experience, the build, and then you get one crystal with it as well. And the blade, um, it's 200 bucks. So a lot of people are, are expecting that these blades will be more expensive. Oh, hell yeah, dude. I mean, even even the, um, the, the shit that Hasbro puts out, the Black Series blades are upwards of 200. So yeah. I, I, I'm thinking this thing's 399. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking two ninety nine to three maybe three fifty. That's I'm hoping that it's it's sub four hundred. I mean, there's one point um, in time where I was ready to sacrifice people to get a spot at the Star Cruiser Hotel, but then the world ended. Uh, so I'm not quite as anxious to to get down there at this point. I'd still like to see it at some point in time, but 
Um, there's still a part of me that thinks humanity has has shot its last shot, and and, and I will see the end of society before I die. So who knows? Yeah. Uh, so again, it looks cool. We we always expected it to look cool, but uh, the the functionality how how does it move? Right. Well, they put out a video that shows somebody actually moving this when it's ignited. We'll see. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. If I can get my hands on one, I'm going to get one. So it, yeah. it's not like I'm not sitting here going like, oh, it's so stupid. People that buy them are idiots. No, I just I would like it to be slightly more refined. But I will get one because I've always wanted a lightsaber that behaves like a lightsaber. Yeah, that I can go. I mean, those, those fucking glass tube ones were pretty neat. They were a step up from the Kenner telescoping plastic ones i had when i was a kid that yeah had you know the hill was so big so it would make sounds when you whipped it through the air like it, it had something to break up the wind so it'd be like ooh, ooh, it was so <laughs> shitty so when i saw what master effects was doing i was like oh my god these are amazing look you can light it up the light goes up and down but you still have this glass thing sticking out these are what i've always wanted i mean the only thing i'm, I'm still waiting for is the dude that created a real one that cuts through shit to have that and not a, a a proton pack strapped to my back to get it yeah, to work. Essentially a giant bomb yeah. on your back. So <laughs> if you confuse what that guy on YouTube did with what they're doing at Disney, then then we have our, our lightsabers and we're going to be stabbing them into some blast doors. Uh, but until now, it's really just for looks and show. And, and I would be happy to show off a lightsaber that looks like it is coming from the hilt, just like a real lightsaber, even if yes. it is a big fat dildo looking hilt. <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, I, I'm sure there's a, a, a lot more shit that was released today that you could buy to honor Star Wars Day. I mean, quite frankly, I consider Star Wars Day to be a Hallmark holiday. Uh, yeah, exactly. It was cooked up just to sell shit like Valentine's Day. That's fine. We already talked about that. There's always time for Star Wars time over here. Every day is Star Wars Day. But the retailers out there, they, they didn't hold back. And, and one that is really kicking some of our asses or will kick our ass is, is Sideshow with their own products as well as the, the hot toy products that they carry. Because today, buddy, they, they unloaded unloaded new reveals and a lot of them are already up for pre-order and a lot of them are tied to the mandalorian which means i'll probably have to get them because someone holds a gun to my head with these things there we um, go sucking all those dollars right out so there. up first check out this bad boy the mandalorian and blurg collectible set <laughs> so you get you get mando and his old school armor on a fully one six scale blurg mount uh, huge and it's going to cost you about $555 for this set that's fucking so insane. to those of you that have been hounding me on Instagram and my DMs taunting me with these I can tell you right now I am passing on the Mando and Blurg and I'm also passing on the Blurg only because it's still $315 fucking dollars for a 1-6 scale Blurg I just don't care I just don't care that much about a mount. Um, but if you missed out on brown outfit din or not full Beskar din, this is probably going to be the only way to get them now is through the, delec uh, the uh, deluxe set that is Mando and the Blurg together. So there you go. 555 pre-order open now via Sideshow. Up next... 
Stormtrooper Commander, and I put Mortar Trooper likely coming because anytime you see another character being used to sell a character, that background character is also going to become a figure to buy. Um, But we are going to get a commander, so this would kind of be based off of Season 2, Episode 6, the Rodriguez episode where it was a good one. Uh, Neo Fett came in and ultimately saved the day after Hound and Din a little bit. Uh, we get this, this stormtrooper, and like I said, that there's probably going to be a mortar trooper. This guy was not up for pre-order quite yet, but I, I'm assuming he's going to fall in the, the 260, uh, 265 type of price range. And really, Nick, I don't know. I feel like once you have one standard bucket head, you have them all. I've got the, yeah. the remnant stormtrooper, so... Outside of just the the orange shoulder pauldron, I I just, this one isn't quite moving me. So I think I'll be able to pass on this guy. There's not even a lot of like, the only accessories you get are the gun and then some obviously different hands. Yeah, uh, that's why I think this one's probably going to be, you know, that that 250 to 265. But still, I, I am going to pass on the commander and hold out hope for the mortar trooper because that one is a little unique looking. You know, he's, he's kind of got the uh, the paint job of the flame trooper, but it's yellow because I guess mortars equal yellow, fire equals red, right? Yeah. yeah of so there's that. Here's another one I can happily uh, pass on, and it's a standalone Grogu. All right. I, I finally got my... Here it is. Not unboxed yet, but I finally got... This gem of a collectible. This is the uh, Hot Toys Full Beskar Din and Grogu Deluxe Set. So I do have a Grogu. I do have him in a pram. And I just don't give a shit about the accessories you get with this to buy another one. Plus, I'll be getting another Grogu through the Ahsoka set we talked about last week. I was going to say, like, at this point, I feel like any collector should have at least five different versions of Grogu. Like, there's been so many... Grogu, Baby Yoda, That's a deal. I, I, Dude, I'm still waiting on my $400 life-size version from Hot Toys. So it's like, I don't need any more Grogu. Yeah, he's also like been taken we're... off the map for now. So he's, he doesn't quite have the same juice that he used to. Uh, yeah. I think this is a fantastic 1-6 scale version of Grogu. I love the Loath Cat. I, I love the accessories. I like that you can actually pose this Grogu versus the other ones that are kind of locked in position. Uh, but you're, in this set, you're going to get, uh, I, I believe, three different Grogu's is the way I'm reading it. Or you can pose them. Uh, a Froggy, the the pram that Kuil makes, his little lunchbox that he was sitting in, in, I believe, season two. Uh, and the Lothcat. Lothcat's a fucking gem. I have one at 112 scale. They are fantastic. But I, I just don't think I need this guy even at 145. Um, yeah. But if you have Grogu, like, super fans in your life... This present would make you them their hero. So I, I'm not completely discounting it for collectors. Uh, this one here is a fucking must buy for me. Uh, I, I had a feeling when they teased the Bad Batch Hot Toys yesterday that these would be hard for me to pass up on. Uh, I've become a huge fan of the Clone Wars era, clones in particular. And it, I think I'm going to be a huge Bad Batch fan too. Uh, but today we actually got the glamour shots and fuck, man, this this echo looks just excellent. I was going to say the echo. I love the way that they that they took echo from the show and they made him look more true to life. They didn't try yeah, to mimic exactly. it, the show version. Right. They made him look like an emaciated Tamir. And Morrison. they've been doing that like we're, we're fine. We've talked about this 
months ago, but they, they there there's an Ahsoka one from the Clone Wars that's coming out that she yeah. looks more live action. Uh, there's a, a Kenobi and a Skywalker that look more live action, but based on the Clone Wars. So they've been doing this, but I'm going to show you something here in a second. They're also going to start doing some pure animated sculpts again, too. But I, Echo just looks so fucking pristine, like the details, yeah. like you said, the face. I mean, it, it's I know there's I know Tamara's in there, but, you know, Echo has been so modified that it almost looks like a whole new character. Right. You know, yeah. as Nick said, he yeah. is kind of skinny looking versus some of the other clones. But just look at some of the shit you get, like all the arm attachments we're probably going to witness he, he him use. Uh, in this season of the Bad Batch, but we see him now. He's got like a basically a Swiss Army attachment. He's yeah. got a, a C-3PO arm that extends. It's all fucking telescope and crazy. He's got like a a piston hammer. It looks like you just smash dude's someone's like face in. Inspector Gadget. Exactly, dude. Got- exactly. <laughs> yeah, he's got like a, a grappling hook he can use. Yeah. Uh, so this guy, for all the accessories you get, I was expecting him to be up there, but he actually clocked in at, at your standard price of uh, um, 285 So he's up there, Grogu, and uh, the Stormtrooper may be right now, but he wasn't when we went live, and the Blurg and Mando. They're all up at Sideshow right now to pre-order. We got the link in our post if you want to check them out. Uh, I will be getting the Echo. That that that's a damn damn skippy one for me. And just like I said with the Mortar Trooper, who do you see in some of these product shots, Nick? Hunter. Hunter. So he'll be next, and I I'd be surprised if we don't get the whole batch. Honestly, yeah, of course. Uh, I was I, it was no it was me and Hideous. We were kind of chatting, and he's like, "You gonna do it?" You know, I'm like, "I don't know. I got to see see what we're talking about. Is it gonna be a?" a five figure bundle that's over a thousand dollars or are they going to piece piecemeal them? And it looks like they're, they're going to piece them off, which will make it easier for someone like me to get them all. Um, but if the rest look as good as echo, that's pretty much a done deal. I'm, I'm going to have to get the whole fucking set. You, you can't break up the bad batch. You can break up the other named clone Nicks, but you can't break up the bad batch. No, no, they are clone force 99 slash the bad batch for a reason. They are a collective. So, All right, so we, we did get some other teases, but we unfortunately don't have a ton of shots to go through. But it looks like Sideshow themselves, I, I do, no, this is Hot Toys. There's the logo down there. Or is it? No. No, that's the Sideshow logo. It looks like Sideshow is going to release, and I, I'm interested in Nick's opinion here, but it looks like Sideshow is releasing at least Obi-Wan Kenobi and Anakin Skywalker in one six scale premium format figure style obi-wan obi-wan and anakin as they look in the clone wars so they're animated faces yeah so my initial opinions right off the bat obi looks i don't know if it's creepy as fuck right yeah something's wrong with obi-wan Anakin is spot, spot on. on perfect. Okay, good. That's that's yeah. what I was looking for. You you aced the test. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what it is, like what it is about Obi. He doesn't look like he has a soul. Like his yeah, it's, there's it's, his eyes are fucked up. His eyes are like too glassy. It's like he smoked a fucking yeah. bong or was sucking on on a car tailpipe. Yeah. Like I don't know if it's because like you can't see a lot of the whites of his eyes. Like you can't see the like if you look at Anakin. You can see the whites of his eyes and it like looks more natural, like a natural eye. It, I don't know if it's just this shot, but like 
Obi's eyes, you can't see any whites in them. It's just like blue, like you said, like blue glass, like nothing. Yeah, it's, there's soulless. something off. So, and again, this is just a an initial reveal that they might improve it. Uh, so I, I think for now, my my collecting meter on on this line from Sideshow is it's warm. It's not yeah. hot, burning passion. I got to get it. It's warm. The Anakin definitely has me getting to that. Yeah, I got to collect this whole wave. Uh, but that that Kenobi, there, there's something off. And you're right. It, it's it's 100% the eyes. Uh, they, they got the face sculpt down. They got the nice point on his beard that we see in the animated version of Kenobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, you know, obviously the, 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 the outfits there. But if you compare it to that Anakin shot, I mean, Anakin literally looks like he's walking out of an animation cell from the show. Yeah, like that's picture where Kenobi looks like a fucking toy. Yeah. Uh, And then we also got teases of some hot toys. So there's the hunter. Uh, Obviously not the full glamour set yet, but he's definitely coming. Kawil's coming. That'll be a must have for me because I I have to. I've got IG-11. I've got both Mando's. You got to add Kawil to the mix, uh, but he'll be a hot toy. Uh, this I'm going to pass on because I, I have a feeling once my scout trooper shows up with his speeder bike, it's going to be obnox- obnoxiously large, my friend, <laughs> to the point where it was like, why, why do I need this shit? So one six scale speeder bike is going to be big. Yeah. So they are there. And I think we've talked about this before, but there is a Mandone swoop bike from season two. Uh, coming in and and i guess the the one thing you could convince yourself if you already got the full beskar mando and grogu is that this one technically has the appropriate thigh pad they never corrected it for the uh, initial release but one six scale vehicles i just have an i a feeling they're going to be ridiculous uh, ridiculous yeah. to just even display so i i think i'm going to be getting out of that collecting business once once my scout trooper and bike shows up yeah. And then yeah. Uh, last but not least, and I, I will admit, I, I still do have a little bit of a soft spot for the chibi aesthetic. Uh, and I've always appreciated Hot Toys' uh, Cost Babies line. I never collected it because they weren't quite as easy or affordable as Pops. Uh, but they did tease a new line of Mando Cost Babies, and fuck, they're so perfect. They're just so They're so cute, perfect. If, if you still like the chibi and I, and I do too i just don't collect it anymore but every one of these is a must-have i mean the the luke set with r2 is probably the, oh, yeah. the highlight but look at neo boba i mean he even looks like a badass as a chibi yeah ahsoka looks great you got Bo in that takeoff pose and then you got two really iconic moments from the season I with love, grogu the one where he's i love the wires. yeah he's fucking with the wires remember the lesson no <laughs> no and, and then yeah. where he uh was eating his uh macaroons and, and threw yeah. up so uh, <laughs> i love it those man. are yeah, out there this kind of stuff like i'm definitely not into the 200 300 barbie dolls and, and stuff like that but like these little these little fuckers that i could probably pick up for 15 20 bucks like that that look good on a desk look good on the shelf behind me like th- that's something that I could get behind. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you can't be like the rest of us that literally hemorrhage money over these fucking things. So somebody true. has to save their dollars and that will be Nick. 
<laughs> All right, we got. I got one more little collectible thing here, just because it was Bad Batch related, and my old love of Funko Pops. And and, and quite frankly, if I still collected them, I'd be I'd be snagging this whole set. Uh, but the, the the full Bad Batch set is out there now for pre-order. We'd love for you to use our link to Entertainment Earth as we do get a little kickback commission style. Uh, but you have the the five Batchers, and unfortunately, Omega is a Target exclusive, and she's already sold out. And you also have an exclusive Hunter and Crosshair. They just they seem to have a little armor damage, and they come with a pin if you nab them on Amazon. But the five standards you can grab via Entertainment Earth using our link, and, and they really are. I mean, if you like Chibi, if you like the Pops, these are some very, very nice-looking detailed Pops that really capture the essence of the batch. Yeah. Um, but that's it. So uh, we're going to move into the fan segment. We we, we dropped a, one of our entries here these days because uh, Nick was getting worked on and, and just tuned out of life. You know, sometimes he... Like a, a Native American, he will go on a spirit walk to reconnect vision with the world. Quests. And yeah, he has vision quests. And sometimes those vision quests completely cloud his vision to the point where he forgets to update the battle bracket. So it, it also <laughs> upset me that we had so little votes. There you go. It, so he's he's like, getting back at all you assholes who are too lazy like, to fuck vote. You guys. Uh, so we're just going to have a fan question of the week responses, which we finally have a, a repetitive question back because now we can just keep asking. Asking, hey, what was your favorite moment in the Bad Batch S1SX? That'll take care of itself for the next <laughs> 15 weeks or so. Uh, yeah. But we'll do question of the week. And then, of course, we'll do that top five action to honor you Star Wars artists out there. Indeed. So, Nick, I, I uh, let me flip up the Slack Arena and we'll get started yep. with the question. The question is, like Matt said, favorite moment. From the Bad Batch premiere and why? Go! And our first response here is from our PR fellow, Baron's Black Series. He says, just having new Star Wars and they contradicted the comics Kanan Order 66 story. He loves the Star Wars contradictions there, Mr. Mr. Well, that's, I mean, I guess that's why the comics sometimes can be dangerous, especially when they're considered canon, because it's it's something Mm. that I feel... You know, creators like a Filoni or Favreau can be like, ah, fuck it. It was just in the comics. We can we can flesh it out a bit more. I'm surprised, too, because Filoni, I feel like if anybody is going to, like, respect that canon, it's it's one of his guys. Right. I mean, this was all Rebels was all post George. So, yeah. But then again, like it being one of his guys, he's like, I don't care what these fucking comics guys did. I'm right. telling you what happened to Kanan. And I mean, I'd have to go back and look and maybe Baron knows more off the top of his head because it's been a few years. But I do believe that they, they leave it pretty open to where they could be like, they what happened in the Bad Batch would still fit and not completely nuke that comic run. Because yeah. like I said, I believe it's like, oh, I just ran and hid somewhere like a pussy. Yeah. I mean, he can definitely still be running through that. Of forest. course. I mean, like, he ran away like they, they did yeah. sort of honor it. It's just in the comics, there was absolutely no me- mention of the Bad Batch or Hunter or, or any of that shit. So Baron is yeah. right. I, I said it myself. So there you go, Spencer. You got featured on the show again. Now get your ass back to work. Yeah. Um, next up is from a new responder. This is Alina Merjami. I think I'm saying that right. right. Or I may be like just combining a whole bunch of different words in a, in an IG handle, but she says 
saw all capital letters because why the hell not? I mean, that was a that was a pretty fucking big moment. And Saw Gerrera has become like this this recurring character in this timeline. You know, like we we get introduced to him in the Clone Wars much younger, and then now see him popping back up at the beginning. Well, yeah, of I mean, th- the, this is essentially know, the, the the Clone Wars Saw. I mean, he's at best a year older than when we meet him in the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars only lasts three years, so yeah. Um, but it is he is a good character for this era because he does kind of become a face of the darker side of the rebellion. Uh, you know, he has a great thread in Rebels where he's doing shady shit, but it's shit that pushes Mothma and the main Rebel Alliance to kind of get their shit together and start mm. taking the Empire more seriously and figuring out about the Death Star. Uh, Saul was kind of a perfect ad for this moment because he is mm. always the character that is like, listen, shit's fucked up all the time. People in power basically suck. Yeah. Uh, save yourself, yeah, I mean, fight back, protect the weak. And that, yeah. that's the message he gave here. He gives in Rebels. He gives in Rogue One. He just he gets a little loony because his whole life, essentially his adult life, has been nothing but having his planet invaded in war and destruction and loss. Yeah, I mean, you can see why he was the way he was yes. in Rogue One. This kind he, of he wasn't a senator like Mothma or Gana living the high life in the Senate and being a ruler on a planet. He was on the ground fighting for his home lost his sister lost other family and friends he is about as hardcore as a a civil war slash guerrilla slash rebel fighter you could get yeah yeah so um good stuff there saw is always great to see next up action figure neverland says when the clone troopers were hauling shock tees covered up corpse i was like Cry, 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 sad, sad, sad. All right. So it's probably not shock. There's no tea. way, because here's the other thing. I mean, if you look at their hand, it's 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 green and purple. Shock T is yeah. going to be orange at best. Yeah. Shock T was also killed at the Jedi Temple. Mm-hmm. Okay? So why would they fly her back to Kamino with clones? I mean, th- yeah. they that was just clones returning from literally the last war they were at where they executed Order 66. They were just yeah. bringing the, the dead back because that's where they were called back to. Yeah. Um, so probably not shock T, but still it is that moment where you're like, man, it like was they, dark they as fuck. I mean, yeah, they brought this body back. They really even more so than the, than the movies do. Well, I mean, the, the animates did a lot more than the movies did. But like we were saying, they show how fucking evil and callous the regular clones instantly became. I would say just at the snap of a finger. Done. Like it wasn't. No more bullshit. No more having Jedi generals as friends and confidants. Really not even respecting fellow clones. I mean, you you heard that they're talking shit to the Bad Batch. Like, you freaks, losers, get out of here. That's how the whole food fight starts. So... Yeah, uh, they really they really take a fucking heel turn like none other with that Order 66 shit. Yeah, definitely. All right. Next up is Jessup's Funko Photography. He says Palpatine's Galactic Empire speech. We've seen and heard it before, but I thought it was neat seeing it from the Batch's perspective. Um, yeah. And then also you get the animated version of Palpatine's face right. out there and, and, you know, giving the speech and 
I, I do like how they like that audio was just straight from the movie too. Oh, like yeah. that that wasn't like redubbed audio or anything well, like well, that. That was kind of like what Jessup says. Just getting the commentary from the Bad Batch because while they're clones and yeah they they were dedicated to the cause and, and winning missions they 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 clearly thought for themselves. Yeah. So exactly. when even Hunter they're like what the Jedi like they they knew right right away like some shit's going yeah. on like. It, we just executed our generals like like that. I mean, what what the fuck's that all about? Uh, and then Wrecker, you know, he makes fun of Palpatine's appearance. So you do kind of get a whole new uh, perspective. And Tech the whole time's going like, hey guys, I'm telling you that the clones are fucking programmed now. They're brainwashed. Yeah. And you know, it's Palpatine's like, remember like, what I said? We're take Empire! And they're all like, yo, like they're at a fucking rock concert and Jesus just came down from the sky, you know? So yeah, the, like all of them. Just they are the, yeah, the regular yeah. clones, unfortunately, as, as much of, uh, they were the heroes of the Clone Wars series. Instantly, within, you know, 10 minutes, they become the bad guys. They will be the main bad guys in addition to Fennec that the Batch will be fighting off throughout this season. So, yeah, it it was neat to kind of see how not lunatic clones took that Empire Day speech. Yeah, exactly. So good response there by Jessup's Funko Photography. Next up, Taco (laughs) Otoko Toys. He says when Wrecker got his doll back... That cracked me up real good. Well, such an um, emotional moment. Well, dude, even even I don't know if you noticed the first time they go back to their their pigsty. If you look Mm -hmm. in the background record, that's the first thing he picks up and he's like looking at it. But then he's like waving it in Crosshair's face, like talking shit to him. Like, (laughs) I mean, record truly is like a, a slow adult. For, yeah, for he is like he, 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 that was what was sacrificed yes, his, for his, his, his brains and intelligence for the brawn. Yeah. Uh, I, I love the guy. I'm sure he gets on the nerves of others. Cause I mean, they really do play it hard. Like he is the Hulk, like, Oh, ooh, just let me break and explode type of character. Uh, but he had some good moments and uh, Nick, I don't know if you, if you know, or people in the chat, but the, I swear that doll came from something it was you know kind of shaped in like a star pattern and i was i was really stressing my brain like where have i seen this before is this legit was it in star wars resistance in that little girl's room i don't know but i felt like i saw it before but i i couldn't find anything on the internet for lula or whatever the fuck he called it either way the big guy likes himself some stuffed animals and there's nothing wrong with that hey yeah he's he's a softie (laughs) he's a big softie so uh, that's the end of the fan responses for this week. Thank you all for responding. Um, and yeah, every basically every Tuesday morning now, you can find these questions that's going to ask about the most recent episode of Bad Batch. Yep. So hop on our IG now, ten thousand strong. Well, maybe I feel Has it the power. Yet? Um, go on there, drop a response. Let us know how you feel, what you liked and, and potentially what you would like to see in the next episodes upcoming. But yes, those will always be there on the Tuesdays. So thank yeah, you. Where all the hell are SW props and super scoundrel today? I figured they'd be up in this piece for star Wars day. Super scoundrel. I don't they're know. Probably he's our, he's our mod. Maybe they're he's, out doing know, their own maybe. star Wars. And- maybe. Yeah. They, they might have some plans for some content they're making. I know that, that, that Devin threw up a new, post uh on the ig with his uh yeah i don't well i don't know maybe we pissed him off too like papa palpatine because he hasn't tagged us in any of these i'm looking at it right now on the show 
So he was in the he was in our last uh what you Yo, call it? last week last i'm saying these new posts i mean he's not oh there you go he got us on this most recent one he forgot us on his uh the hunter one uh, don't, i'll be sharing it on our ig yeah super scoundrel has some awesome new uh bad batch bad art batch that, that he's put out there yeah. lots of may the fourth be with you so i'll uh i'll share that after the show i don't want to take up anyone's time with me fucking around on my phone <laughs> beautiful stuff though. I mean, yeah at one point I, in time I, I we, we were Devin's supposed to work. have props on the show with us today but he he bounced us to later in may so he's like hey man i got shit to do right. no he's like i'm, I'm gonna go wars i'm gonna time. go on a star wars show that people actually watch and listen to on star wars day versus one where people don't <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but no i'm excited to have props on and I, like i said i'm a huge fan of Devin's work and that's why i ordered uh, a shirt from Devin from Super Scoundrel. I ordered the Mando Vice shirt that we featured a while back when he first put out those like 80s inspired Mando, uh, you know, style of, of, of artwork. I bought I'm that I'm doing shirt, it now. So. I can't help myself. I'm sharing all Super Scoundrel's shit to our story. <laughs> I can't really say them the feature because they say May the 4th be with you. So I want to I want to cap. Yeah. I want to capture them in a timely manner. Uh, yeah. But Nick, we're here. Yeah. It's time for the top five. fan artist features of the week i could i could have kept that going for like another minute or two i think if i tried to do that right now i would probably pass out <laughs> like yeah everyone nick's feel. nick is uh he's what how many hours post your second shot i'm so i got it at nine oh yeah you're you're so starting I'm to get into you're starting post. to get into the the the, the funky zone potentially yeah, so. like, <laughs> I, i'm starting to like like the the, the arm pains yeah creeping up a little oh, yeah. bit and I was I was already t- telling Matt pre-show like the fatigue like I got fatigued from the first <laughs> yes. shot but it kind of came and went pretty quickly. This one's kind of hanging around. A little I was bit, like, hey so. man, I, I, I and I'm glad we didn't because I wasn't ready. But it's like I, I might be able to to be ready earlier. He's like, you know what, dude? I think I need to take a nap. <laughs> so. No, like I literally like I laid down on the couch. I woke uh. up and like I had like a 30 minute <laughs> nap pre-show. And then I even had like, I almost never drink anything other than water. If you're on the live stream, you probably saw me sipping from this cup. This is nitro cold brew. Well, hell, he even pissed. Like the guy had, I haven't even peed. This is like two shows in a row where I haven't taken a piss. So I don't know. Maybe I got a new prostate or something. Yeah, no, he he got a beefed up prostate now. But yeah, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to. Look, I I don't think chaos must not have got the review from the one fan, right? Yeah, the one he, guy. He just like, said my ears. That main guy always. Yeah, he screams. said, you know, I really want, <laughs> I really want to like the Star Wars time show, but the main dude yells a lot and is acts silly. So there you go. That's where that shit comes from. But anyways, before we get into uh, Nick's top five Star Wars fan artist features of the week, just give my little ditty on how to get involved, just in case you are someone new, which I highly doubt because. Uh, we are hemorrhaging listeners uh, these days. If if May is anything like April, we'll be down to about 10 listeners a month. So we've either had a platform completely drop off or uh, whatever I've been yelling about or acting silly about has literally turned off most of the people we gained last year when we started uh, on new platforms and doing live streams. But anyways, I think it was probably because we just had there was such a long down period between the end of Mando S2 
in the beginning there of is, Bad Batch just, that people were like, well, there's nothing really happening. I know. I know you're positive. But again, if you really like a show, you tend to listen regardless. And April was just such a drastic drop off from even last April and months prior that it seems like something is up. I, I have verified we our feed still works on the main platform so it probably is just an attrition thing and hey it is what it is we're not going to please everybody but when you when you start losing like a swath of 50 to 100 listeners a month that's not good that that yeah that doesn't i i know nick likes doing this for fun and and i do too but i put a lot of fucking time and effort into star wars time and it, it really is coming to a point where i need to start uh, figuring out if it's truly worth the uh, time investment. Um, because unlike Nick, I do kind of judge the quality of our content based on numbers, as most entertainers should. If if numbers drop and don't come back, that's telling you something. Uh, w- whether it's the way I talk or my language or my yelling, that's stuff I'm probably not going to be able to correct or want to correct. Uh, but if I do see a a, a, a a continued loss, it is eventually, I'm human, I'm eventually going to go, you know what, the, the world has spoken. I'm not quite as uh, fantastic as I think in my own head, in my narcissistic head with this Star Wars shit. So what's the point? I could be spending more time playing Outriders. I could be spending more time doing toy photography. I could be spending more time getting other licenses and certificates for my real work. Uh, so it, it is it, 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 this for the first time. I'm just being honest. This for the first time since I've ever done any of this dumb shit where I'm starting to question my time investment into this project. Well, there you go. Th- this isn't now like, oh, know. everyone feels sorry for mad and blah, blah. I, I know those who listen, you listen because you like it. I, I'm just saying for me, I don't know how many more years I can do this where there's just zero return on the the, the time investment into the content. Um, but anyways, after that sour note, if you do like this dumb shit and you are into Star Wars art of any kind, it could be any kind. I mean, if you want to if you want to do it with your your feces and urine, have at it, tattoos, finger paint, little kid art, toy photography, real ass paint. It doesn't matter. We want to see it. And the best way to do that is to follow us on Instagram and tag us. Tag the account and use our hashtag Star Wars Time Show. All right? There you go. Because if you do, and now you, I'm going to see it every day. Now you know. Every day. Even now in a day like today where I'm, my dumb ass was up at 5.30 working on Star Wars stuff. Getting content ready for no one to watch and consume it. I still took the time to go through everyone's fucking post. I can tell you other featured accounts don't do that. I can promise you that. And then I share and at the end of the week, Nick picks the best. So we, we typically share up to 12 excellent Star Wars fan art pieces a day. And then Nick picks the top five to talk about on the show. So that's how you get involved. Hook it up. Let's do it. Break it down, Nick. Who is your first top five? There we go. Our first member of the top five this week is at Parallel Galactic. And Matt, you said it perfectly here. It's a good-looking composite shot. I would go a step further and say it's a great-looking composite shot here from Mr. Parallel Galactic. And what we see is the Millennium Falcon zipping its way through the sky of Cloud City, a.k.a. Bespin. And we see in the, in the 
in the far, I guess you would say the, the far foreground, far background, you can see that the Falcon is flying towards the actual Cloud City station. You can see off to the left, another little mining facility potentially there, and then a nice moon off in the distance. So I just thought that this was a really beautifully composed and composited shot. Yeah, and this at parallel. Galactic. You have gotten good at this, Nick, identifying first and first. So I believe this was parallels first just feature on our account. And lo and behold, he also gets picked uh, in honor to be in his yeah. or her first top five. And he, it says that this is the Hot Wheels Millennium Falcon. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. No, Hot Wheels makes pretty decent looking ships, like you know, wow. metal Star Wars ships. But you know, obviously, it, it's probably no bigger than a hockey puck, maybe even smaller than that. And no, it, it is. It's just it, it's a nice uh, uh, composite job because I, I believe Parallel shows you the original shot, right? If we go, yes. if we go so over to the account, you, if you go to his. Uh... If you go to his page, it's it's literally just a shot of the <laughs> yeah. Falcon on a green yep. screen. There you go. And, and then, then white wipes the green, and then out. there you go. I mean, this is something where I'll never do it, but I wonder if he like if this if the if the composited in image like the background image was composed like that to start, or if he added the individual elements. In. Yeah, because I don't I don't. I don't think that like there's a shot available that has like the like the actual Cloud City like home base station like we see and a mining thing off to the side. I feel like he may have added those elements in separately. Yeah, I mean, it could very well. That's that's kind of the beauty of composite work if you're good at it. I mean, I I think with compositing, you have to be a great planner and you have to be a great visualizer because for the most part, you're you're not. You're not staging your finished shot. You're staging parts of your shot that you're going to bring together mm -hmm. uh, almost like a puzzle piece in the end. Uh, so, I mean, again, uh, compositing of, of any level is impressive to me. Hey, you got to know how to use the fucking software. By the way, Mitchell's vs. Machines has a great <laughs> line about Photoshop and how fucked up it is to learn. Uh, just, just, just mark my words on that. Listen for it. I remember learning it in school and having since lost all. I, that dude, I just, I've said it before. I mean, I am a computer fucking scientist. I can figure out a lot of software if you give me some time and just let me poke around in it. Photoshop is damn near impossible to do so without specific targeted guides or YouTube videos. Uh, yeah. And I think that's kind of what the the joke was in that cartoon because you know there's like these advanced robots and. She's essentially like, if I can figure, if I can teach myself Photoshop, I can teach myself anything. So there you go. Yeah. All right. So at parallel underscore galactic, uh, I believe a fairly fresh account. So uh, mm -hmm. only 122 followers. And he's a he's a fellow. Aussie. Yeah, there you we have go. A lot of Aussie New Zealanders in here. So go show, show some support for an Australian creator. We, out there. Um, we have many of your kind that are fans of the Star <laughs> Wars time show. Exactly, exactly. So at parallel underscore galactic, great job with the composite shot. Next up, we have at tanks, T E N K S 666 on Instagram. I believe this is a first time feature as well, at least in the top five. I don't know about in the actual, the, the matte featured folder, but uh, what we have here is actually a very clean, very nicely done shot of a, of a Tuscan Raider on the ridge. We assume that this is the, the ridge on Tatooine. You see the twin sons in the background with his 
uh, with his long rifle drawn, a human skull at his feet, staring down at somebody passing through and potentially looking to take a shot. I mean, you don't see a lot of Tuscan Raider shots, so that's what kind of grabbed me here. Yeah, was, Nick, was, I uh, I think this is a, a statue, and you know, statues always okay. give you some radical dynamic poses, and and, and that definitely. Uh, sells this shot. I, I I love how you know the the the, the cloaks all strung out and caught in the wind. Uh, yeah. Tanks did a great job, kind of layering in the the, the twin suns and some of the background. Uh, so, yeah, he says. So I'm looking at the original shot. He says it's a Kotobukiya yeah, one seven scale Tuscan Raider um, statue. Yes, that's pretty sweet. So there you go. So so um, the statue there you can see what is practical in the shot is you know clearly the the Tuscan and then the rocks he's standing on and the skull. All the other stuff it looks like tanks either layered in practically or uh, digitally to, to just kind of sell the scene a bit more. Yeah, no, I think you did a, a really good job of adding to that already. Like you know, basically matching the the landscape that was put forward on the statue and then you know filling it in in the background i thought that was a very good job um but yeah man you don't see a lot of tuscans i I don't know if it's just because there's not a lot of you know figures of them out there or if they're just like you know more difficult to to they're actually one of the better looking hasbro at least at the 112 scale i mean they're a damn damn good detailed black series figure and then they have the the soft goods tunic i i believe these guys were archive released again for okay. army builders yeah i mean hey love them or hate them i like the way they talk and you gotta appreciate the way a tuscan wraps its head if anything else yeah that is that's some dedication to keeping your your skin i mean <laughs> They literally have to do that because they live in the middle of a fucking desert yeah. and they have very little like cover. So well done by the Tuscans and then well done by at T-E-N-K-S 666 on Instagram. We're almost Beautiful we're show. almost done, buddy. Okay. Five more minutes. We're okay? almost done. Carl. <laughs> uh, next up is a fantastic shot here of Kylo. This is Tross Kylo with the cracked and destroyed helmet. Uh, by CGE Rock. And what I really like here is like the lightsaber effect that he does. I don't know if this is actually just like a lightsaber that comes lit like this, but it just looks so different than your standard like post process. Here's, here's my guess on this one. I, I think, I mean, CG Rock's a, a huge account and a badass toy photographer, by the way. I, I'm, I'm glad they started tagging us again. I, I, I feel like, I feel like CG Rock almost gets these figures provided for him for, for this type of work. Cause what we're looking at here, Nick, and you know, I, I mean, obviously I also may, he may live in Hong Kong and, and get these much quicker than we do in the States. He lives in Japan. I okay. Think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Japan. Oh, so yeah, official works, hot toys, Bandai. So there you go. So, so this guy is doing uh, photo blogging for hot toys with these figures that are soon to release and what we're looking at here at least i'm on cg rocks page right now it, it looks this is the the hot toys tross kylo ren so nick i do believe that is the saber lighting up itself and and he wow. added in just kind of the uh, particle effects yeah. what i don't know for sure and, and it, it's looking like it may be but it looks like even the the helmet 
might light up a bit or nah, maybe he was just accenting it in, in post, but yes. I mean, either way that, that looks so nasty. Like that saber with just the natural ignition and color on it without having to go in and oh, yeah. fill in the color. Yeah. I mean, dude, I, there, there was multiple you could have shared from him this week. Cause I think I featured him uh, a few times. He, he was shown off the, uh, one six scale scout trooper and speeder bike that I was just bitching about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Jared just confirmed he does work with Hot Toys for this type of stuff. Uh, so I, I'm assuming they, they send him one and be like, hey, dude, take a bunch of pimp-ass shots and share them, and you keep the figure type of deal. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, but shit, even, like, I mean, it just, that, that the helmetless right. shot of Kylo when he's on the Death Star, I mean, mm-hmm. love, love or hate the movie, uh, love or hate the character, but, uh, I mean, it, it's a damn good-looking 1-6 scale Kylo Ren. All right, the helmet yeah, does absolutely. light up. That's confirmed. So, Nick, wow. you are right. Everything in there is probably practical outside of, obviously, the uh, atmosphere effect and that, uh, you know, molten particle, molten particle shit dripping off the saber. Yeah. I mean, it's just nasty. I mean, it's an incredible pose. Just very simplistic setup and using exactly what the figure gives you is, wow, yeah. It's just really eye-catching uh, that that Tross Kylo from, from Hot Toys, so... Um, I'm sure people out there in the, in the community already know this guy, but at CGE rock on, on Instagram, 55,000 followers, uh, huge account and very happy to see that they tag us occasionally. So, uh, thank yeah, you I was, CGE. I was, I was happy for that. I don't know if that's, you know, one of our biggest cheerleaders in the big account level is definitely Sir Dork. So it was nice to see him mm-hmm. pop in here at the end. Uh, but Jared always, you know, if we feature him, he always makes sure to blast out in the story, not just, hey, thanks, but hey, tag your shit Star Wars time show. And I know it sounds lame, but it, <laughs> it means a lot to someone like me that's got fucking mental problems with this shit. I, I explained it earlier. It's not right. It's probably not the way to, to look at things. And I shouldn't take everything so personal because I know no one is really thinking about Matt and Star Wars time show when they're sharing in their fucking art. But I do sometimes. It's like, hey, look at these big boys. They share all these other Star Wars fan podcast bullshit. No one pays attention to us. Wow, I want to cry and take my ball and go home. <laughs> what can I say? I'm not perfect. All right. So at CGE Rock, a, a Mac Daddy amongst toy photographers. You always know you're a Mac Daddy once you start getting um, paid to do it or supplied with high-end figures to do it. And so... Next up in the top oh, five, we had at, have at Carl P underscore photography. And this is a just a sick Lego Revan shot. Um, Lego Darth Revan. So he's dual wielding his purple and his red sabers. And he's got him in like a, I mean, it's obviously not a Star Destroyer hallway, but it's like a, it's like a, you know, an old Republic ship hallway. And it just, it just the, the the little Lego Darth Revan just pops. He's a pimp, he man. Catches him. It's a pimp. Yeah. It is probably the pimpiest of Lego minifigures I've ever seen. I don't know if this is legit or if this is a a full custom Lego minifigure. I'm, I'm trying to think. Would Revan ever show up in a Lego set? Probably not. I don't know, man. Probably not. Yeah. Let me see if if uh. Yeah. Do do a little research on that. But shot collaboration. Darth Revan, and menacing foe. Great custom fig by. Firestart Toys. There you go. There yeah, yeah so Firestart fire Toys or Firestart Toys, they make some kick-ass 
uh, custom Lego arm pieces, leg pieces, and clearly minifigures. And really a lot of the big Lego photographers out there uh, work with that. Is it Firestar or Fire Firestarter? Firestar. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they, they work with Firestar on some of these shots, so... Um, and the scene, the the scenery, the background that I was mentioning, like this this old Republic ship hallway, is from uncertain scenery. Uh, so that's where he I got just, that dude, from. I just, dude, I'm I'm a sucker for. Uh, sometimes uh, the Lego shots don't do great that we feature on our account, but I I fucking love Lego photography. I mean, it's something I I, I wish I did. I've got so many damn Legos now, but it's like, hey, dude, chill out. Just stick with yeah. stick with figures. <laughs> don't fuck up another hobby. Uh, I, there's just something uh, about this little Revan. Like I, I'm looking at it, dude, it and I, nasty. yeah, I feel like he's looking at me going like, I'm going to fuck you up. Right. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to chop you. Exactly. He's like, he's two <laughs> times. Like, I feel like even at mini Lego figure yes. size, he could still kill. Yeah, he me. would jump up and just like, he would kill me death of a thousand lightsaber stabs. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's just <laughs> over for me. There's nothing I can do I about just, it. Man, but, that uh, is a charming little mini figure. Yeah, I know, right, man? That's a beautiful shot. So at, at Carl P underscore photography with the absolutely fantastic custom minifig Revan shots here. Just beautiful work. And here we oh, are. You saved, you saved the best for last. Is that what you're going to say? We're at the last one. <laughs> we're at the last one. And, and I have to take a moment here to just say that this person has been hounding me nonstop about not having a top five. Oh, he is a, he is a champion of being X a pain in the time. ass. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. I feel like this person has a calendar <laughs> where he's been Xing off days since his last top five. Yeah. And each day his his hatred with me has been growing exponentially larger. But here we are. <laughs> back in the top five is at Gregu Snaps. Hey! Gregu hey now, Gregu the first time in the top five with his new name, formerly the artist formerly known as Star Wars Black Series 2019, has made his way back into the Star Wars Time Show top five. And I have to say that Gregu really showed out with this one. This is a very creative yeah. shot from Mr. I, Gregu I dug it Snaps. too. It's um for those that aren't watching, we, we try to explain best we can because I'm sure once this segment hits and you're in the radio. You probably just turn it off. Look, Greg had the episode down there too. Episode 142. <laughs> <laughs> he says he's joking. Oh, that's why we love him. Um, <laughs> but I, dude, I, I don't know if this is how Greg did this. It's uh, Jar Jar is essentially fourth wall. Breaking. Yeah. Fourth wall, 3D, almost 3D-esque looking, reaching out of a photo and grabbing the heart icon off of an, an Instagram, Instagram post and it even says liked yeah. by Sir Dork and others. Uh, I see that. he's got, uh, he's got some other podcast logo on there. So that's a strike. No, he's got you on there too. Heywood pops the last Oh, that's one. okay. You know, I've essentially sacrificed Heywood pop for star Wars time show. So uh, <laughs> I don't know about that other podcast being included in there, but I, I guess the Heywood pop, I'll give him a little bit of credit for that. Uh, it is. It really is. It's it's a it's a fun shot. It's a cool shot. It's a shot that's like, damn, how'd he do that? Um, I, I know he did. He kind of did a, another one of this of this style. I don't know if there's an app out there that does this. I've seen animators do this where like their picture will 
uh, kind of reach out of the photo and, and manipulate yeah. the Instagram box, if you will. Uh, he's saying it's easy as piss. Even Matt can do it. Well, it better be pretty fucking Whoa. easy then because um, <laughs> about the only thing I can do these days is color grading and lightsaber effects. And that's about all I want to do. Uh, but I really did, Nick. I, I, I'm, I'm glad you picked it, even though, you know, Greg probably bitches more than we'd like to hear about the top five. <laughs> but he's he's just um, he's he's into the show. We, we, we have to appreciate that. And he likes when we, we talk nice things about his no. art. But but I do. I will say that, like, if, if there's one criticism that I can give of Greg in his photography, it's that a lot of his shots just look similar. Like he uses very similar backgrounds and, 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 and setups for a lot of his shots. So like you can sometimes like, you know, they can get lost because it's like they, they all look yeah, so similar. We've talked and about this, this before. Just, all of us. I mean, yeah. I shit, man. I mean, I look at this stuff every day for an hour a day at this point in time. If there was a game show on guest, a toy photographer, I would be Ken Jennings. Yeah, you, you, you would couldn't be beat me. Like I, I, I can pick out pretty much anyone's style at this point in time without seeing their name. Yeah, but this is like the reason that it caught my eye, is, and I didn't even know that it was Greg, is because it was it's so different than anything he's ever done. <laughs> you just before. said fuck you, Nick. <laughs> hey, man, it's okay. I, I take the hate in stride. But it is. It's like if you look at Greg's feed and you scroll through, of course, like a, a lot of fire, a lot of like dark background stuff like that. And you get to this shot and you're like, whoa, and it, it kind of we all do you. it. I, I'm the same one. If, like if you look at my feed right now, it's all the fucking same. It's it, it's it's colored smoke shit. It really is. Yeah. I mean, that that's why I think when people see me actually set up a, a, a miniature like a scene and take 10 minutes to use more than one figure, they're like, holy shit. This guy got motivated to do something besides the same shit he always does. Yeah, but it's not like it's not like Greg just used a different background. Like Greg, literally, like came up with a completely yeah. new hey, style. I loved you know, it. I, I thought it was color. great. I was I was wondering if you would actually pick up on it because I know sometimes oh, yeah. you like just just to kind of turn his screws because he he is so vocal about me, me, me. And he's like me with people listening to star Wars time, right? It's kind of the same thing. So no wonder people tune me out, but the reason that it made it is because I didn't know it was. Greg. There you go. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this was, this was really a creative shot and I, yeah. I really like the work that. that Greg Cheer up, Greggy. Even though if it was easy. Cheer up, Greggy. It, it, it is pretty cool. I, I did like it. It does stand out. And, and honestly, using Jar Jar was a perfect choice because he just exactly. he seems like someone that would break the fourth wall and try to steal your likes. Yeah. Yeah. So at Gregu underscore snaps on the Instagram, go give him a follow. He's a very consistent toy photographer and a big fan of our show. So yeah. we appreciate the love and support. We're not doing for shit for 10,000 because the 10,000 followers drops in and out. So until it's a firm 10,000, I'm not going to say we have 10,000. Even then we're, we're still not going to do shit. All right. Yeah. Well, like, like we teased in the beginning of this episode, next episode, there will be a, a, a new little, wrinkle to the show for all of you fans out there that we need your support on so yeah. in in episode 161 uh that's that's one thing that will be new that'll be our 10,000 marking our 10,000 I guess will be will be what's what we drop in episode yeah, and, and, until you motherfuckers start getting us shit like more listeners that don't tune out or get you know uh 
cancel us over stuff that they are mad about being canceled. We ain't we ain't doing shit. All right. So you, you guys, you guys the, get us every Tuesday. That's enough. <laughs> yeah, that's the end of the top five for yes, this. Yes, sir. And that's the end of the show. So, Matt, bring us home All with right. that beautiful dance. May the 4th be with us, right? May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. But we know here it's Star Wars Day every day because there's always time for Star Wars time. And the best way to figure that out, my friends, is to do that dance like Nick was saying. Shake the shoulders, wiggle those boobies, and move on over to StarWarsTime.net on your browser or on your mobile device because we are mobile friendly. On StarWarsTime.net, you'll see all the content. A lot of the dumb shit we talk about on the show can be found on the website before we spew those bad hot takes about it every Tuesday on the live stream, which you can catch on YouTube. Just check out star wars time show while you're on that app search it you'll find us you'll subscribe to us you see how i did that i'm using the force the fingers are waving here it goes yes trevor live long and prosper but in all seriousness, please, StarWarsTime.net. It's the easiest place to go to to get looped into the Star Wars Time Show if you're new or if you forgot to do the right thing. And the right thing is following us on a podcast platform of your choice. You can see a few right here for you, right there in the right sidebar. Or we've got a nice little link in the menu that says subscribe to podcasts. And we're there. We're on all the platforms. We need some new juice, and the way to give us new juice is finding new blood and convincing said new blood to click on the ratings and reviews. I think we added a whole rating last week, Nick, on iTunes, which helps, hey. but we're still only at 35. We need to get that iTunes close to 100. 50, you, you'll, 50. There, That's the next All right, goal. we'll shoot 50. for 50, but he's, he's not kidding. If you actually go on iTunes and search Star Wars Podcasts, look at which ones show up first and look at their ratings and reviews. I bet you their fans gave them a lot more than 30. You son of a bitches. <laughs> but that's why we need new ones. We, we've, we've tapped the super fans dry. There's only so many body parts they can chop off and offer up to the gods of the Star Wars Time Show. So please, if you're new... Or if you know someone new that may get down with a slightly off-center Star Wars podcast, let them know about the Star Wars Time Show. Give them StarWarsTime.net and point them to the promised land. You can also find our straight-up YouTube channel on StarWarsTime.net if you do not feel like searching for it on YouTube. But seriously, like Jared's saying in the chat here, even the simple act of liking this live stream goes a long way with our AI bot overlords. It's all about telling the Googles of the world that you think we are worth listening to. If they pick that up, they will start sharing with more. Right? StarWarsTime.net, where every day is May the 4th. And no, we're not doing any, uh, you know, what's tomorrow? Revenge of the Fifth. Revenge of the Fifth, All right, yeah. get over it. Like I said, this is all Hallmark type of shit cooked up for Star Wars to sell more products to the, the non-hardcore types. There's always time for Star Wars time. Every damn day is Star Wars day when you're hanging out with the bros at the SWTS. We know the saying. I don't need to repeat it, but I'll leave you with this. If you listen to this show, the Star Wars Time Show, 
The force will be with all of you. Always. Yeah, I was like, oh,